Pats Radio, row one, see one. Uh, I've been loving every second. I'm not rooting for injuries openly, but I just pretended that was Brian Deegan. Yeah. I'm so fucking pumped. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Fuck I will. You, I like. will. I will do that. I'm gonna find him on LinkedIn and be like, did you punch a kid in the face? Tell me the truth. All right, Sean brought his A game tonight. All right, okay. <laughs> I like it. I like where this is going. And I don't want to put this as like a thing. Like he wasn't a bad guy. As far as who we said know. he was a bad guy, I don't know, but I feel like we're painting him in this light that he was like this bad guy, and I don't want to do that to this day. I hope you hear this. Fuck you. But rules are rules, okay? Stupid rule, but it was a rule. If you were a crip and you were cooling in the cut, what do the bloods do? Are they booling in the butt? <laughs> Uh, yep. Uh, also, we are uh, extremely juvenile, and uh, yep, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Uh, all right. That's where you cut that. That's where we cut it. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. that's where that ended. Yeah. It's not my final. It's not my final final intro. I'm still working on a new one. Like I have other ones. I was playing around with like some DMX stuff <laughs> last night. Um, that I thought was pretty fun. But, you should do uh, like something when someone says what, something someone says what. It was kind of along those lines. There we go. But it was just the intro to um, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. <laughs> but everything was row one, seat one, Joey Fats. <laughs> row one, seat one, Joey Fats. It was, it oh was pretty God. funny. I'm working on it. But anyway, thank you everybody for joining us. Another beautiful Tuesday evening live on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide. I am your host, Joey Fats. Plizzy could not join us tonight uh, because he... Was on vacation, right? As you may remember, is on vacation. That little... Uh, Where'd he go? He went to... He is in St. Lucia. Oh, that's beautiful. St. Lucia. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a really nice spot so far from his Snapchats that I've got. It looks pretty dope. Although he did do the idiot... Most idiot thing I've ever seen anybody do. Oh, helicopter! And get in a helicopter in like, like a third world country. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what? Like, no. Why would you do that? Uh, it's anytime you get into a machine that is trying to kill you from the moment you turned it on. I like, I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I don't think I would trust a, hel- a helicopter in the United States. I'd be like, all right. But in in like another country, I'd be like, eh, I don't. Yeah, I'm it. not doing it. Not doing it. Can't do it. Like Won't my wife, do it. Well, she went to do parasail in another country, and I was like, got like six or seven drinks in me. And all right, I'll be like, let's do it. Because I can't swim. So I'm like, don't I don't fucking know, but yeah, dunk but me in the water. Yeah, but then like they that. dunk you, and then like they, don't, they don't hit the gas quick enough or the boat stalls yeah, I don't out. I appreciate that And you that get shit. trapped underneath the parachute, and you're yeah. like, ah, crap. Like, and I'm just dr- drowning in the death. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're like, bah. And they're like, dumbass. Like, but even, even then, I'm like, how many videos do I see of like these dudes that just like, Hold on to the rope, like, and they're hanging in the middle of the ocean like this with you. And I'm like, this is so, like, so unsafe and, and, and like, unkosher in right? every way. Well, they don't have OSHA down there, so they get to kind of do whatever they want. But anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us. Row one seat one, Joey Fats Radio, 774-992-8702 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, we got a ton to get into tonight. We're going to get into uh, a little bit of the Fayhaven Blue Devils. Uh, we're going to get into the New England Patriots. We're going to get into my Denver Broncos. We're going to get into the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC playoff picture, which is now just like it is it is thickening up quicker than Johnny Sins on set. Um, it is getting to a point where we don't know who the hell is going to get in. Um, Somehow, some way, the Patriots now have an, a chance to make the playoffs. Because mathematically, they're not eliminated. 
I did, but but it it twelve seems games like, in. It seems like they were until the Jaguars lost last night. And somehow, some way, that just and now it was like if the Patriots go undefeated, never gonna happen. And all these teams never lose. Say never. And all these teams lose, never gonna happen. Patriots will make the playoffs, and I'm like, there's no way. Probably not, but that's okay. You know, it's worth it's worth keeping a little glimmer of oh, hope. I don't know. I want just to die. Just give me the second pick. Yeah, I know. Patriots fans at this point are just like, God, just, just give season. me the second pick. Yeah, I uh, want I want the new Justin Herbert. That's 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 my guy. New Bo Nix. No, fuck off, with Bo Nix. <laughs> Yo, I gotta you know, I gotta keep it alive for Paul. He brought, like he played against Washington. He did decent. The dude does not throw the long ball. He throws everything within 15 yards. I already have that dude. It's Mac Jones. <laughs> I want, like, the fucking Drake May from um, Carolina. He throws it. He's He really is Justin Herbert minus five years. He's just, he's tall. He's 6'4", 6'5". I mean, you did, just, you, you did just get a great up-close and personal look at Justin Herbert and, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but six points, two field goals? Was that all the well, charges we were able to we've muster? Allowed, we've allowed... 46 points in your last four games. No, 26. 46 in the last four. In the last four? In the last four games. It was, it's, that's, it was a league, six, that's league low. 6-10-10. It was 20 the other game? No, that seems like too much. The Patriots' defense missing, missing its best players, playing out of their mind. Offense can't do a single thing. Let's see, six, ten, yeah, and twenty against the Commanders. Wow, the Commanders scored twenty against us. That's right. What a d- yep. disaster! I mean, before that, you'd given up a litany of a lot of high-scoring games. You know, thirty-one, twenty-five, twenty-one, thirty-four, thirty-eight, ten, twenty-four, twenty-five. But I, I, I don't get it. But Belichick has the defense playing great right now. It's too bad the offense can't do anything. Yeah, you know, if you had told me the Chargers were only going to score six points on Sunday in Gillette, I would have said, well, yeah, obviously the Patriots are going to win that game. Like they're going to accidentally find a way to score a touchdown but no is that uh that's not the first shutout loss at home no but that's gonna be the first one since what oh six against the jets Mm, no i think it's the second one in like three years like like they were were shut out shut like shut out really yeah 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 it's happened a couple times now i know it happened to brady once that was it though never again at home yeah it was never again but yeah it was uh and that was against the jets but yeah, it was an interesting game. Interesting week all around. A uh, lot of drama, a lot of bullshit in the NFL, which was uh, great. Uh, it was actually a good slate of games all day on Sunday. There was no real, like, downtime. Um, wow. But we'll get into all those games. We've, we'll get into a little bit of uh, – we got Peyton uh, – Peyton Manning. We've got Cam Newton continuing to make an ass out of himself. Uh, we've got the brawl in Philly with the Philly, uh, the Philly security guard and, and Dre Greenlaw, the Niners linebacker. Uh, we'll get we have the videos for that, so we'll get into all that. Plus, we'll take your calls seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. Be sure to give us a like and a share. Uh, I think we're being shadow banned um, on Facebook for whatever reason. So uh, every yeah, every uh, every little like and share helps at this point. Yeah, we don't. There's like no reason why there's like nothing coming up for us. It's weird. It's weird. But the thing is, is like last week. We looked at the live numbers, and we were like, oh, that's weird. By the time I woke up in the morning, they more normal. than doubled. Yeah. No, it tripled. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. think Facebook is up to something a little bit fuckeried. Well, if you're, not, if you're not paying their stuff and you're saying words that they don't want you to say, they just drop you. Yes. Like, God forbid you mention that, uh, you know, Joe Biden is an oatmeal bag of nonsense. You can say all those kid words. Kid molesting. All those. Maybe not that one. You can say all those words you said until kid molesting. <laughs> 
That one, Facebook's like, not say that about President of the United States. Really? Really? I can't? No? Okay. That's weird. Uh, but before we get into all that, Sean, I did get to, uh, I did want to touch on uh, one, you know, you always start the show off a little bit off topic. And um, this is something that was very near and dear to my heart. And obviously, I was super excited last week because I could not wait to go see Godzilla Minus One in theaters this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I was so thrilled. I was like, all the reviews that were coming out. 100%. I mean, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody was raving about it. Not only is this the best Godzilla movie we've ever seen, but it's the best monster movie we've ever seen. Uh, you name it, it, the accolades were stacking up at a rate you could measure by the minute. It was insane. How many people were just all in on this movie? And so I went to the theater. I didn't go to IMAX. I didn't go to Providence because going to Providence on a Saturday night is a, a little. Hike and it, it's a disaster with the parking. Yeah, it's a little sauce. And I'm just like, you know what? I was like, I could go to Randolph, but Randolph didn't have the showtime I wanted. So I was like, you know what? Never mind. Like, we'll just go to Dartmouth. We'll go to the AMC theater. It's comfortable. It's close. Yeah. It's right there. It's easy. No big deal, right? So I get there, and I'm thinking like, I, I completely forgot like that things are back to normal again. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't COVID where you could walk into the theater and everybody was like, eh, like I'm scared to go out. Like, mm-hmm. and everything. oh, it's full theaters again. So I walked in and there was like literally four seats left in the whole theater. Yeah, like, god damn. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, well, good fucking thing. I was like, I was oh. like, good thing we got two because I was like, I would have been pissed if I had to wait until nine o'clock. All the receipts are reserved ahead of time. Too. Yeah, it's time, insane. Yeah. So I forgot about that. So we got there. We got lucky. We got some seats. Not the best ones. Not what I would have picked. But, you know, not bad, right? So we get through the movie. We're going through the movie. And I- I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. And I don't want this to deter anybody who's, who's like, going to go see it. Okay. Do go see it. If you were going to go see it, go see it. Don't let my opinion ruin it. But I will say this is the consummate good Godzilla expert. I have never been more disappointed <laughs> in a film than I was with this. And I don't know if it's because the film was actually that disappointing or I allowed the hype of the film to get my expectations up so high. Well, one, you're a fan. You're a specific fan of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So your your expectations are a little bit more than that of a regular fan like me. I, like I like Godzilla, but I'm not like a mega fan of Godzilla. I obviously am the Batman guy. Um, so I, I, I expect more out of Batman movies when I actually get to see them. So you, as the Godzilla person, you're expecting a certain type of Godzilla, a certain type of reaction, and, and we were talking off air, and you said there's a certain, um... Blueprint. Blueprint of how these movies roll out. And you're kind of robbed of that in this movie. Yeah, they kind of, like, it, it, it'd be like, how do you, how do I put it? It'd be like if you, uh... It'd be like going to KFC and getting a bucket of fried chicken and there was no skin on it. Ooh. Meatless. I'm sorry. Meatless. Skinless like, chicken. Okay. Like, yeah, the, the chicken's still there. It's still good. But this could have been so much better. Like, you left out an integral part. Yeah. You want that crunch. Yeah. You, you, like, you left out the most important part. And this was like... Like there was like a good forty-five minutes of this movie of listening to the main character and a bunch of Japanese basically cry because they lost World War Two. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like the the main character is a kamikaze <laughs> pilot, and this doesn't spoil anything, but he's a kamikaze pilot, and he lives the entire movie. So 
anybody who knows anything about World War II and Japanese, the especially specifically the Japanese. What and the year history, did this take place in? Uh, it's I believe Godzilla makes landfall in forty seven or forty eight. What in the movie? The fuck. Mm-hmm. So wait, this movie takes place in like right after World War Two? Yes, that's the whole. So the minus one in the title. Wow, you know, wow, United States was one fucking around. They hit him with two nukes and they send out Godzilla. <laughs> right. <laughs> minus one in the title is that Japan had been set back to zero because of the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Godzilla shows up and brings them to minus one. <laughs> This is a guy on the board races the zero. Puts yeah, minus one. Right. I'm like, I don't know who'd make that decision. Like, it's like I that's mean, almost like the doomsday clock for the '80s for the United States and Russia. Correct. Like one minute to midnight. It's like, come on, dude, fucking Two relax. Minutes to midnight. They still have um, that clock though. That's still a committee that still meets year to year. Yeah, and it was along those lines, right? Like yeah. that was like kind of the whole thing. I just felt I left there so disappointed and so wanting and i just i know i could have done a better job if somebody had just consulted me like i feel like which is with most things like if somebody just consults me like oh you're gonna go for it on fourth down and and five like oh do you want to consult me on the play call because i'll i'll probably stop you from outsmarting yourself like i'm not going to be able to you know dial up the perfect play call but i can tell you like nope good idea or nope bad idea you know like Good idea, bad idea. Like I could, I could do that. I could do that. Just you know, put me, put a headset on me and stick me in the booth, and just let me listen in. And every you know, whenever you know, I feel like you're doing something stupid, I can just buzz and be like, "That's dumb. Don't do that." You know, and I can probably save you from yourself. I guarantee. And this is my offer to any NFL franchise that wants to allow me to do that or college. I will do that for a very nominal fee, and I will guarantee you at least two wins a year. Have you ever wondered? I, I thought of this idea a long time ago, and I don't know if we ever brought it up on air. But like for a preseason game, an exhibition game, a Pro Bowl game, whatever, people are watching live. We have the capability to do this. What if you text from your phone or vote from your phone what you want the offense to do, what the what the de- what you want the defense to do, and then they're not going to show you on screen what happens. But then after the play, you can say the majority of the audience selected pass. Uh, and this is the the option they pick, almost like Madden screens. Like here's the three different plays. But I would need to be more like I would want it to be more specific. So I like the idea. Like I don't like the idea of involving the entire audience because again, well that's what makes it. You and I, we're not average football fans, right? No, I know we're not. Like, we're not casuals. But that would be cool because you, you know would I, don't see want, I don't every want, I don't down. want every fourth down. Every fourth down, go throw for a it. hail mary. You're like <laughs> no, it's it's fourth and one. No. To be fair, we would probably see a game eighty six to seventy, and then we'd be like. Yeah, we killed it. <laughs> like, we did great. Uh, but perfect example. Uh, opening day last year, Broncos at Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And Nathaniel Hackett decides, we're going to kick a 70-yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth and five with our $250 million quarterback that we just got. Who, by the way, in that game, if you remember, had been moving the ball up and down the field with, with ease. They just couldn't punch it in the end zone. Now, that being said, I would have gotten on the mic and be like, nope, bad idea, bad idea. Put did, it in your quarterback's hands. Didn't he nail the kick, though? No, missed it. Oh, I thought he nailed it. No, he missed it. Remember, he missed it. He missed it. That was the whole thing. I remember going for a 70-yard oh. field goal, but I've somehow, some way, I thought he made that field goal. Kick. No, it wasn't even close. Missed it wide right. <laughs> no. It wasn't even close. close. Um, so that was the whole thing. So people could just consult me. You know, it would probably make a lot, you know, take a lot of the pain away. Uh, and they had they should have done that with Godzilla minus one. I, I could have just been like, hey, listen, we probably don't need 45 to 50 minutes of crying from this failed kamikaze pilot. Yeah. 
we should probably sprinkle in a little more monster. Yeah, no You kidding. know, because not for nothing, but nobody came here to see people. I get it. Like, it's cool to have a, a good monster movie that has a great human story to it, too, which mm-hmm. obviously all the legendary ones have lacked. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Godzilla 2014 was okay, but it wasn't spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, what's his name there? The actor was like, he was he, he was just like so dry. Uh, um, what the fuck is his name from 2014? The young kid there, uh, one that plays Brian Cranston's son. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of his name. And then they kill off Brian Cranston in like the first 10 minutes of the movie, and you're like, oh come on! Yeah, like, I thought he was gonna be great in that movie. Me too. So he watches w- his wife die, and then he like he gets old, and he's with his son. Oh, what's the son's name? Is the son plays I mean, the, Craven? It's Brody. Yeah, the son plays Craven in the new movie coming out. He also he's in the movie Bullet Train. He's like one of like the the gentleman spies. Yep. And then uh, what was it? The Olsen, the oldest Olsen sister was in it. Elizabeth? She, yes, Elizabeth Olsen. She's smoking, so that was nice. That was that made it easy. Aaron Taylor Johnson or something like that? Yes, 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 Is yes. Is that his name? Yeah. It's like it, three names. It was names. like three names hyphenated. Yes, yes, it, was, yes, it wasn't yes. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but it was close. Aaron Taylor something, right. But yeah, that, that was like... I think that's it. He was so Aaron dry Taylor in that Thompson. movie. Like, his character was so dry... And it was just like it didn't give you a lot, but you weren't there to see. It is Aaron Taylor Johnson. You didn't. You weren't there to see the human aspect of it. Yeah, you were it there. To, you were there to see Godzilla fuck shit up. Yep. yep you know what I mean. Yep, yep. And anyway, this Godzilla minus one, it it left me disappointed and wanting more than I've ever been disappointed by a movie. And again, I don't know if that was because I allowed people to hype it up too much. Like, and I again, I'm, even on my way out of the theater, though, I'm listening to everybody around me talk. And they're like, greatest Godzilla movie ever. Yeah, that's so That was strange. so good. It was so great. Because it wasn't just on Facebook or social media where, like, you know, bots and things like that can just post stuff to hype a movie up. But, like, who the yeah. hell's hyping up a Godzilla movie? Like, who's paying bots to hype a Godzilla movie? Like, nobody. The Japanese. You know, the, the budget for this movie was, like, $15 million to start with. So it's like, uh, yeah, they probably don't well, have a... That's why they don't have a lot of Godzilla in it. Yeah, probably. They, they spent it all on internet hype instead. But, like, people were, like, actually in the lobby, like, saying, like, that was the greatest Godzilla movie I've ever seen. I'm like, really? Did you see 84? Did you see 54? Well, that was a big complaint about the 2014 movie, too. It'd be like, here comes Godzilla. It cuts to a guy cutting a sandwich. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Exactly. And that was, and, and Godzilla 2014 has its own myriad of problems, but, like, Nonetheless, I thought he looked cool in 2014. I thought it looked badass. The design was great. The design of minus one was great. It was spectacular. It was perfect. It was yeah, the perfect Godzilla. I don't, I don't like that like purple tailed, like elongated one. Oh, Shin? No, yeah. Shin was cool. Shin was really cool. I like the cool. look of it though. It just I love it. It looks like he has like like a like I'm gonna get fucking canceled. It looks like he's like has like Down syndrome or like mentally disabled. The only thing you know I didn't I mean? love about it's Shin like, was the eyes were very derpy. Yeah, the eyes in different direction. He's like. Yeah. It's like it's all fucked up. I'm like, I don't know. Which, if you I, watch the movie and you know like kind of what was going on, you understand the why of that. Uh, but unless you're a complete Godzilla nerd like me, you're probably not doing that. So it's just like, uh, like when you think of Godzilla, you think of this big, hulking creature that's powerful and and, and like and like dominant. Just like the tag team we're gonna get in the new movie coming out in a few months, I, I'm, um, I am not going to see that. You, you should. You, we should just play the trailer and be like, "Hey, we'll sponsor the movie just to see your reaction." I'm not going to see it. I, I, I and everybody's like freaking out because like Godzilla has pink spikes in it, and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really care about the you pink had that, spikes." The Shin Godzilla movie too, though. Shin and a Gaga Godzilla 2000 as well, but I, I don't care about the pink. It's it's the fact that they show like Godzilla and Kong sprinting. Oh, the, all right. The fucking baby arms kills me too. I can't stand the baby arms. Things. Oh, and Shin. He's looking. He's looking like Trump. He's like, 
the biggest arms of all time. He's like, I have the tiniest arms. Hate it. I, I just hate. I just hate the way it looks. And then his tail always floated like back here, like it was some like magical anti gravity tail. Hated it. See, I love Shin. Shin was. I, I, Shin, I liked Shin more than minus one. I thought the design. I liked. I liked the design better in minus one. But Shin was like a purely evil Godzilla, and I love that. And it was that was a great that was actually a great film. Like if you're ever gonna watch, like you want to watch a really good Godzilla movie, Shin would be number one. You told me Shin uh, was sorry, great. 1984 would be number one, then Shin would be number two, and then I probably put the original 54 at, at number three. But see, I like but I like like Final Wars where it's like super cheesy and there's like aliens doing like kung fu fighting and oh, yeah. shit. And I remember he was watching ones with Godzuki. All right, like those were a little he silly. Like, yeah, yeah. He flies on his tail across the screen. Uh, listen, man, I love the, the 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 floating tail flip, whatever thing that was, was fucking awesome. And then Godzilla would put his hands on his face and be like, "Oh, you'd much dishonor." Yeah. <laughs> or even Godzilla Guy versus Gigan, where they're like talking to each other and like there's like the little captions on the screen. They're yeah. Like, and you're like, what the fuck? But no, I was I was supremely disappointed with minus one. I I I wish that I could have liked it better. Uh, I wanted to like it. What I kept waiting for it? it. Who made it? Toho. Oh, it was them too. That's, yeah, that's. Oh, that's why I was so utterly disappointed, because I had way higher expectations for it initially, and then all the reviews came out, and my expectations went even higher, and then I saw it, and I was like, it was basically the Citizen Kane of Godzilla movies. Yeah, they tried. They tried making it really like serious. And yeah, like, it's, a, and, it's about the people. And yeah. Which I don't have a problem with a good human story. That human story kind of fucked up. But though, you need to you. you need it like it needed to be. Joe, you're telling me I'm more interested in the story now because it was current day Japan. We've just been nuked twice, and now Godzilla is coming. People are like, "Come on!" Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like the guy shows up to his house in like in like Tokyo, or whatever, and it's just like everything's just rubble because <laughs> he's like, "Well." This is my house, I guess, and it's just like you like. He opens the door to nothing. Pretty much, brick. yeah. It's just like it's just bricks everywhere. He's like, well, fuck. Like, oh my maybe God. I should have just drove my plane into that battleship and been done with it. But whatever. Anyway, that's enough about Godzilla and my uh, ultimately disappointed ass. Um, I'm gonna watch it again, not in the theaters. I'll watch it again. I'll you, stream it. Do you think it's going to go right to HBO or something like that? Like it, goes, um, it always goes to one of the premier networks. I actually think it's supposed to be going to a streaming service like within the next week or two. What? I hate the, that shit. Why Me do too. they do that? I don't know. That kills it. And people are like, oh, the movies aren't that popular anymore because you put it out in the theaters. Like, uh, well, like, it did It did really well opening weekend money-wise. And again, a lot of people loved it. And I, 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 I don't understand it. I don't know what they saw in it. I'll I'll watch it. I'll, I'm very interested. It's I'm I'm not saying it's not worth a watch, but I would definitely definitely say like, hey, maybe wait till this one comes out on streaming. Well, I'm definitely waiting for streaming. I mean, it's it's December, so I got getting to a theater at this point is like. But yeah. the thing is, is I only go to the theater for appointment viewing anyway. Oh, I only go. I haven't been to the, the last time I went to the theater was Top Gun two. Last time I went to the theater was the Batman, and yeah, that was whatever it was like a, almost a year ago. Yeah, not longer. So I'm all set. Yeah, I'm the same way. 774-992-8702. I did want to see Oppenheimer, and I fucking regret not seeing Oppenheimer. I kind of do, too, but, like, dude, three hours is a lot. Of, that's a big commitment no, for no. me. No, no, three hours and 22 minutes. Okay, even worse. And he cut out an hour of the movie. <laughs> Imagine going, he's like, it's an, he's like, I mean, it's a great four-and-a-half-hour cinema. I'll watch it eventually. Director's cut. But 
it's gonna take a lot for me to watch it because I just, dude, I can't, I can't invest that much time in one sitting. Like for me to sit still for three hours, it's it's next to impossible. Like I'm just not built like that. No, I can't do it. Nobody is not in today's day. You got and, too many things going on. And I, I, and you know me, I'm always, I'm always like railing on people for being like, you know, they have no attention span, they have no ability to sit. But like, just for me to find three hours of my week on my days off, no, like my shit, my time is spoken for, dude. Like I got shit going on. I got things to do. I hate you know? it. I got a podcast to produce. I got things that I got like, you know, I got to do stuff. I'm gonna have kids to find with an three. S. Yeah, you got another one on the way. Like to have, have three hours and twenty minutes of one day. No. Like, all right, I can't get my stuff. wife to stay awake for an hour and forty five minute movie. She's like, we should have movie nights on Saturday. I'm like, that sounds great. It went great. It for started a- at five thirty in the afternoon. If you're lucky. And my son's like this. Hold on a second, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Double guns out. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I got four episodes of Blippi left that have forty five minutes each. It's like, yeah. By the time it gets to the movie. Just she's like forty five minutes in the movie could be so enthralling and she's just like, I can't get my wife to stay up for a twenty two minute episode of Big Mouth. Like we started watching the new season of Big Mouth and I'm like I started watching it because I love it because it's hilarious. Yeah, you told me about Big Mouth. And eight nine minutes in, she's passed out on the couch next to me. I'm like, hey, you gonna wake up and watch it? You know the you know when they make when they don't want to be disturbed, yeah, and they and you're like all right, and you're like well I'm not stopping watching this, so you're on your own then. I know. And then and then they wake up the next day and you're five episodes in and they're like what the fuck and you're like I told you, I told you don't do that. Like you're reciting another language. She no go who do that. If you weren't ready to watch three or four episodes in succession. Then we shouldn't have watched any. It's tough, man. It's but so once tough. I start, like once I, you know, it's like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. And maybe I'll have to do that with Oppenheimer. Maybe I'll just sit down at the bar one of these nights and just put it on and just see how it goes. You have to like, you have to mentally prep yourself and like clear your schedule. For a three and a half hour movie, yeah. And then you have to literally just like shut your devices off and just be like dark in the whole room and be like, okay, I am now unbothered. And as soon as that happens, doorbell. Right, or like, you know, the dog's whining because she's, you know, you haven't played with her for three hours and she's like, I need to shit or, you know, I don't know. Like, there's a million things. And plus, it's like, when am I going to start that movie? Like, Lauren goes to bed at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. What am I going to do? Stay up until 2.30? You get to start it at 5.30 exactly. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm going to start it. And end by bedtime. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it so I can be in bed by 3 a.m.? Like really? Like that just no, because then I'm now I'm now I'm cutting into Call of Duty time, I'm cutting into iRacing time. You know, again, my time is fucking valuable and highly sought after. Sure is. I can't be I can't sit here and waste and the fact that I went and wasted like three hours of my night at Infuriating. The no, movies was like it pissed me off. I'm like, I could have sat at home and watched this and at least I would have been disappointed at home where I have vodka. You know, Man, I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I did I'm bring a, a I did bring a I did bring a whole pint of Captain 100. Wow, shocker! And you they know, have a bar there, but I'm not paying the bar. Prices. Dude, my wife bought a my wife got a drink it was nineteen dollars. Nineteen dollars. The movie tickets are twenty. Yeah, like forty dollars for a drink dude, and a ticket. For my popcorn and two tickets was like seventy bucks. This, this is why things are fucking crazy. That's nuts. Um, a night much. of the movies, I bought I bought the two tickets. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was fifty bucks. And then the pint of Captain 100 was nineteen ninety nine. Oh my god! So we'll include that in my beverages, but that was a little added bonus. So when you factor in my wife's drink, which I didn't pay for, she went and paid for it on her own because I went and got popcorn and she went to the bar. Yeah, 
That's a hundred dollars right there. Boom at the movies, oh just my like that. Hundred bucks, dude. It's too much. That's crazy. Everything is too much. I, I and 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 not to go on like a side rant, but uh, like obviously, if you know what I do, if you know, you know. But I and I love reading about economic stuff so mm-hmm. as, a, as like a personal hobby. Like I love like different pages to follow, and. There was a Forbes article done that says, listen, everyone's talking about inflation being 7 to 9% increase this year. And this guy who's unbiased in Forbes, and he's, he's a really good writer, and I can't think of his name, so I'm, I apologize in advance. He goes, I went out, and he goes, I just took the prices from last year of what I paid, and I looked at the same items this year. It's a 37% increase for the same items. He said 37%. He goes, that's not 9% inflation. He goes, that is a 30-plus percent inflation rate. He goes, for no reason. Yeah. He goes... What I was buying last year is now three to four to five dollars more in one calendar year, and and then I I don't know about anybody else, but my insurance I obviously I'm, I have a, I have family insurance I'm gonna be paying an extra two hundred dollars per month for the same insurance, and my deductible is going from a nine thousand dollar family deductible to a fifteen thousand dollar family deductible out of pocket. Why? Why is everything exploding this 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 high up this fast too? It's just. I know, different topic. I know, I already know. I mean, not trying to say I told you so. Everything's going to go up. But I told you so. I said it wouldn't. You did. I didn't. Listen, Some people said more. I said less. Republicans are not the answers to all your problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Democrats are definitely the I cause know, of them. big year next year. Everybody, I, I forgot where they were. They were in Florida somewhere, and some CNN reporter was walking around. He's like, who do you think is going to win the Republican uh, primary? And first guy, Trump. <laughs> the second guy goes, Donald Trump. And the most like American voice goes to the third guy. He goes, Trump. Fourth guy, what he said. And then it just keeps going. And then you get to a woman. The guy's like, ma'am, I've been asking everybody, what do you think? And she goes, he's not on the ticket, but I think Donald Trump's going to win. <laughs> and I was just like, Jesus. He's not on the ticket. No, he's definitely on the ticket. Nope. I can assure you. She said he's not on the ticket. So whatever <laughs> she was reading, I think she was reading like a DeSantis thing. She must have been reading one of those things where they're trying to get him off the ticket and they keep losing uh, in court. But anyway. But that was a- just like this random place that people weren't lined up. They walked into it. He, he just straight up was like, I'm going to walk into this restaurant. I'm going to say who I am. I'm just gonna walk up people if they if they if they tell me off in real time. Hey, great, it's great TV, and I apologize for yeah. the language in advance. But he goes and he just walked in there, and everyone was very cordial. Everyone was like Trump, Trump. And, and the whole line at this bar, and the guy's like, "There you go." Listen, man, if you're going to the, if you're not feeling it, like, and I and I saw an article the other day. I forget who what where it was. Was it? It might have been the Atlantic, which again I don't really take as a serious publication. But they uh they were like. Well, if inflation is so bad, then why does everybody keep buying expensive shit? And it's basically like oh, everything's expensive. It's like oh, so inflation's my fault now? Like, yes. like no, like I keep buying shit because I'm still trying to maintain, like and I'm, live. I'm, I'm I'm trying to live. Like you know, I'm not buying. I'm not spending. I haven't bought a new car yet for that exact reason because I'm like I'm looking at the value of cars and I keep March trying. March 2024. Watch the market crash for cars. Nope, I'm telling you right now. That's my hope. I'm telling you right now. The amount of inventory they have in 2023, and they've been sitting on for almost two months now, the 2024 inventory, mm-hmm. they just have overparked lots. They're selling cars. Uh, the only thing that's holding back car market being on fire right now because they, they have to try to just get rid of materials is the rates, the loan rates. Right, and that's the thing. The, the interest rates are absolutely insane. But March, March, March. I'm circling March, like my, end of March. My, my holdout, I was like, I'm holding out at least until May. 
That was my goal, was to keep my car on the road we'll in functioning condition until May. And then, you know, whatever happens in May, like, by that point, it's like, all right, whatever happens, happens. Like, I got I to gotta do something because yeah. I've maybe got another six to eight months before my car is like. You heard what happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your car almost shit the bed. Or my did car shit did the shit bed. the bed. Yeah. I, I tried leaving work, and my car died in the middle of the road, and I was like, well, fuck my life. Yeah, you're like, oh, cool, <laughs> great. What a fantastic thing to happen to me. Yeah, it sucks because, like, you look online and I'm like, I'm looking at cars and like, I, I'm looking at these prices of these cars and I'm like, I know what that car is. It's mm-hmm. not worth that much. Mm-hmm. And you had, but you had all these fucking, you had all these fucking assholes during COVID when they knew people were getting 1200, 2400, whatever, like bonus money. People were getting paid to oh, stay yeah. home, working oh, under yeah. the table. Absolutely. And they called it and it was on Facebook marketplace. It was like, oh, why is the, why is the price of this so high? COVID tax, bro. COVID tax, mm-hmm. COVID tax. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Reap what you sow, motherfucker, because while you might have made more money off of that in that moment, you are going to pay that back tenfold down the line. Darren we're, we're already there. It wasn't even two full years. Nope. Dummies. All of them. Fucking dummies. Fucking. It's like all you did, all you did was you 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 made money for five seconds, and then you now you're immediately back in the negative. And anybody who says they're not is probably a liar. Oh, look at the... Do you remember the... Ch- well, you didn't have a child, but I'm sure you heard about the child tax credit. We were, mm-hmm. we were getting a $300 monthly direct deposit yep. for $300 for our one child. We didn't need the money. There was no way to decline it. It was... It was you had to take it. Whether or, not you did, whether or not you could, you weren't. Did you know... We, get, we did our taxes together. We basically had to pay all of that back minus $3. Mm-hmm. So the money we got for six months, oh, 1800 You mean the government gave out money that wasn't free? Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. Color me shocked. They gave, we made $3. That's incredible. <laughs> but imagine if I used it. I'd been fucked. Imagine. Oh, yeah. Made you feel good in the moment, though, right? You're like, oh, no. 300 bucks. You're like, I know that. When I mean, when I got my 12, when I got my first, my first round of Trump bucks back in 2020. Oh, I threw it to credit cards. Like I that. was like, I, was I know that I know I'm paying this back one way or another. Yep. So whatever. Might as well take it. Can't can't deny it. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, everybody. I didn't realize what time it was. We're still talking about Godzilla and the economy. Oh, wow. Huh? 920. <laughs> We're like, well, we've only been on for. 34 minutes. God damn. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some football because uh, we could go on and on about the economy and politics and Godzilla. I, I watch New God. I can't do the Trump thing. I watch Godzilla. I said he was big. Not the biggest. Maybe bigger. <laughs> I've seen bigger. It wasn't good. Uh, I wish it was better, but it wasn't. It is what it is. So I'll suffer through it. I won't see Godzilla versus Kong, whatever this new bullshit is. I watched that trailer and I legitimately laughed thinking about your reaction watching this trailer. And it almost was like that home. Do you watch The Boys, by the way, on Amazon? No, but you're like the Listen, third person this week to tell me I got to watch it. I've watched The Boys since day one. Okay. But I'm a superhero person, yeah. right? But this is superheroes if it really was in the world today because the guy that wrote it was like, listen, if superheroes were real today, they would be political people. They'd be people pulling their strings. They'd be all uh, these lobbyists. It really is good. And he goes, the main guy, Homelander, who's like the Superman of the world, mm-hmm. is just an evil prick. He goes, imagine if Superman was just a, 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 a money, Not even just a dick. He was purely evil. Mm-hmm. And he was just like being doing things for this massive company that's paying him. And everything you see is just fake. It's acting, whatever, and so on and so forth. And then by the time they're in se- the season that's coming up now, <coughs> there was um, he goes through like this flashback scene where he has to watch the movie he's in called The Seven because it's like all the Justice League or Avengers like it's part of the, it's called The Seven and so he's watching this like made up bullshit movie of like how heroic they are in the back of his mind he's just like so burnt out of it he's just staring at it and he has the 
He has nothing in the movie. He's just going through the... I imagine that being you watching the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. Just... Like, you're, just, you're seeing the images, but no sound or anything is just coming through. All you, just all, you can hear, all you can hear is the blood pumping through your head because yes, your, your blood pressure rage. is about to explode. Yeah. The trailer made no sense, by the way. It, at now, all. Once they, once they showed, like, Kong with the iron fist at Godzilla with the pink spikes, I'm like, okay, I can get past all that. Like, whatever. And then they show baby Kong. I'm like, oh, no. Oh no, we're going down this road now. And, and then his mu- and then the and then the the baby mom is an orangutan, and she's like, "Stop! Break this fight up!" Yeah, the I'm, best. I'm like, no. I thought it was. A, I was like, this has to be fake, and people were like, "This is a real image." They're like, "Nope, <laughs> they're gonna do exactly what they did to Marvel to the to the to the Godzilla franchise. They're gonna fucking ruin it." Shout out the Marvels and Brie Larson for killing superhero movies. They're saying. That might be the movie that has people stop making superhero movies. And I was like, wow, Brie Larson killed the superhero universe. Would that be great? She did it. I know. She she set out to kill it. She did. Good for her. Uh, made her money in the process, they, too. They barely made half of the budget. Wow. So Disney took it right in the lip right there. Whatever. Kathleen Kennedy's still like, put a chick in it. They make three, her gay. They put three chicks and made all three of them gay. Well, they tripled down on it. At least they, at least they stuck to their guns. I don't get it. All right, let's do some football. All right, let's what, see. What do you want to start with? What was game one? Uh, what was last Thursday's game? I forgot all about it already. Last Thursday's game. So, actually, funny you said that. It was uh, That was the Seattle-Dallas game. Oh, that was a good game. And it was a good game. And it got me thinking, right? Because I'm sitting here going like, fuck. I'm like, this is a Thursday night game and it's good. What's going on here? Mm. And then it dawned on me. And I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier because somebody said something to me and was like, oh, what happened to your theory? All fucking th- I thought all Thursday night games sucked. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they do. I said the problem with this game or not the problem with this game or the benefit that this game these two teams had was they both played on Thanksgiving. They both had seven days off. They both had a regular schedule. You're 100% right. I didn't think about that either. And ah. I'm like, yeah, there, there's your answer, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday night games still fucking suck. This one was the anomaly because both teams had seven days off in between Thursday games. Both quarterbacks threw for th- over 300 yards. Both quarterbacks had three touchdowns. And it wasn't terribly poor football either. DK Metcalf, fucking monster game yeah. for a monster human being. Um, who else? Who in the Cowboys killed it? I mean, Deron Bland had another interception. Deron Bland is like his own. Deron Bland has more touchdowns than the whole Patriots team combined. He's got six pick sixes on the year. Yeah, it's more than every wide receiver in the Patriots combined. It's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, CD Lamb crushed it that, that, that game. I don't know who Jacob Ferguson is. is. That the tight end now? I think it's. I think it's yeah, Ferguson yeah. and I think Schoolmaker are the, both the tight ends now. Uh, Bland again right. with another fucking t- uh, unbelievable man. The one thing I'll say, uh, uh, that was a great game to watch, especially if you're a DK Metcalf uh, fan. And I love those 90 Seahawks jerseys. Uh, I don't know those what were awesome. Those. Like that looks so good on those today's TV. Those are the old TV. like Steve Largent jerseys. Yes. Like. Those look so good on today's TV where you watch old school games and you're like, the colors look like shit on was TV. It, was it, it was Daniel, ugly. Daniel Craig? Craig with, Craig with a K? No, it was Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Craig, right? Yeah, and not, Steve Largent, you're right. Not the actor. No, 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 not the not actor. James Bond. Yeah, no. So, but those, but these look beautiful. They should actually keep these jerseys and get rid of that. I like them a lot better than the fucking neon green. I'm all done and with you the know neon me, stuff. I'm a huge fan of neon green. Huge fan. Yeah. Love. I you know I like highlighter colors. Like well, I like the pinks, dark and neon greens, 
purples, reds, whatever highlighter, whatever it is. Yeah. Especially on the golf course, that's that's kind of my thing. Well, I loved I but, loved the Broncos where they had orange on orange with blue helmets. I, oh, I hated those. I liked that a lot. Hated I, thought looked, them. I thought it looked cool. No, I did not like those. That what's well, the one I would have like. I would have liked them if they had like the orange jerseys with the blue pants. That would have been cool. Helmet. Or the blue jerseys with the orange pants. Like there's there was a couple variations they could have done with those. I hated the white on whites and I hated the orange on orange. Well, give it time because after this game, the even bigger news that we didn't even talk about was a regular Chicago, a regular regular New York reporter just posted a a small snippet, retweeted it. And said Jamal Adams, like, yikes. And it was just yes. like, let this guy, like, he let the guy run right by him. And Jamal Adams did, like, the one arm, like, ah, you fucking Olay. Got it. Yep. Yeah, Olay bullshit from fucking Major League. Mm-hmm. Um, guy scores a touchdown. That gentleman, Jamal Adams, does the most scummiest thing possible. Goes and finds this guy's wife and puts yikes as a picture of her. She was pretty. She wasn't ugly. No, and like, and everyone just destroyed him in the comments. Yeah, that was a dickbag move on Jamal Adams' part. Like, one thing as a professional athlete that you have to be like okay with is being criticized by the media. This guy was a—he's a certifiable media person. Like, he's not just some like random dude on Twitter, which wouldn't excuse it even if he was. But to go after somebody whose job it is to comment on the games—it was on your effort on on letting up a, a what was a go ahead touchdown. Yeah. And it was poor effort. He just said, yikes, the poor effort. And then you you did the one thing. Could you imagine if somebody went after the player's wife? Like somebody made a comment in the media like about Jamal Adams' wife. What, like Ted Johnson did the Vince Wolfwalk? (laughs) But even that wasn't that bad because that got blown over pretty quickly. But like the outrage... That would ensue, like the Sarah Spains of the world, the Jamil Hills, you know, all these, uh, all the ESPN, everybody at ESPN would be on there. Like, they would just be, like, beside themselves if that were the case. But when Jamal Adams does it, for the most part, like, he got dragged, but not nearly bad enough. No, not at all. Not nearly bad enough because nobody in the media was willing to go after him and defend nope. him. Nope, nope. Everybody just kind of pussed out on it. And they were like, there was a couple people that said some stuff. That no, I'm his, not going to say. His agent backed him up. His agent was like, don't talk shit on social media. This is what happens. I'm like, dude, fuck this little midget of an agent you have, too. It's like, bro, I'll punch Jamal Adams right in his fucking face. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, like, Jamal Adams, I get it. You ain't safety. that tough. No, Jamal Adams is not a big dude. I'm sorry. I'll say it right on the Like, I think I'm like twice the size of Jamal Adams, and I'm not an NFL player or shape at all. I'm pretty sure he. How big is I think he's I think he's five ten. I think he's five ten two fifteen is his actual stats. I, that's what I remember. I remember him coming out of college. Six one two ten. He's six one. Yeah. See, I thought he was smaller than that. Still. Still don't care. Smaller than me, bitch. Still smaller than me too. And I'm in, I'm in not NFL shape. But I I had the same. I would have the same effort as him. Olay, just letting the guy run right by him and catch a touchdown. He's like ah whatever. He beat me. It's like dude, you're an NFL athlete you're getting paid money and the effort you put forth on a close game where your team is killing themselves against the dallas cowboys and that was the effort you put out like the dude i'm glad the jets cut that dude Mm -hmm. and and not only that but then you have the then you have the act the audacity to go and pick on a media member's wife not him yeah she didn't do anything. What like what did she do? And then you oh you talk shit on social media. This is what happens. Like okay, first of all, you ain't Mike Tyson, bro. You ain't turning around and punching this dude in the face <laughs> on an airplane. We can't. Say you ain't any bad like that. So we shut the fuck up. We can't say anything Mike Tyson used to say without getting banned. <laughs> I'll f you until you love me. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, Alexandro Ocasio Cortez Cortez said 
you know, no doesn't mean no. It just means find a different way. Jesus, that's true. You know, so there's that. But, you know, as we all know, Deshaun Watson and Ben Roethlisberger and all the, you know, Carl Malone were all team AOC on that one. But, uh, yeah, they uh, the, the Jamal Adams thing was gross, dude. Like that that just I have no respect for somebody like that. Like yo, like you you listen, you want to go after the guy, go after the guy. You want to say something to him, like say something to him. Mm. Like yeah, first of all, like I mean, I'm sure his wife is probably like I don't give a fuck, like whatever, like he can have his opinion about me. I don't really give a shit. Like it's a cheap insult at that, like and I'm sure I'm sure if we went back to Jamal Adams tweet and looked at all the mentions, they were probably not in his favor. No. So oh, he, he deleted half the tweets. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Because that's what because that's what chicken shit cowards do. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he was a big bitch about the whole thing. Because he is a big bitch. He you know, really and he's is. been largely irrelevant for the last couple of years. So if the Jets I'm sorry, I will say this until I'm I'm blue in the face. If the Jets don't want you, that's the end of your career. Nobody should. That should be the end of your career. That team is desperate for anybody that team right now doesn't have a quarterback because they because played. Because their quarterback is telling them, I'm all set. Well, they, act, they activated Aaron Rodgers. They had the other kid play last week, whatever the other kid's name was. I can't think of his name. Uh, Tommy. No, you're thinking of DeVito. That's New York. Right. Uh, Whoever it was that, that played the, uh, the sixth-round pick that the Jets put in there. And then they activate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does some shuffling around. He's like, oh, my Achilles doesn't feel as great as I think it does. And then they could turn back to Zach Wilson. They're like, all right, you're up, kid. And Zach Wilson oh, goes. Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. There we go. There we go. It wasn't Trevor Simeon. It was Boyle. <laughs> but T-Money Wiggle did get out there and throw some balls. Oh, and my God. You know me. I got a big soft spot for, you love that dude for T-Money Wiggle. Which is sad. I have his autographed jersey in my closet. I know you do. It's just even fucking funnier. Um Craziest thing is they, they look back to Zach, Zach Wilson and like, well, you're back in, kid. And he's like, the fuck I am? Yeah. He goes, nah, man. Because I, I ain't playing. <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm not good enough to start for this team. Sorry, bro. I Unbelievable. Mean, well, part of me is like, all right. But at what point does is, is the coach in trouble, though? What happened? Oh, nothing. Salah should be fired. I mean, I mean you got to you got to burn this down because this is all Salah's doing. I mean, the offense can do nothing. He's again. managed. He's mismanaged this team from day one, the and defense, we said it. We said it all summer. That defense was a dominant. Now that defense can't do anything. I think. I think the defense just gave up on the team. They just like, absolutely. We well, don't care. I mean, same. It's the same thing that happened at Denver last year. Yeah, they they were keeping teams in. They were keeping the team in the games. Keeping the team in the games. The offense couldn't get it done, and finally Christmas rolled around. They gave up like fifty something to the Rams. And they were like, "Yeah, we're done." Yeah, exactly. And that was it. Like, sorry, man. We were a top five unit through the first 12 weeks of the season. We can't keep this. Like, no. We're all set. Right. But we said it all fucking summer that we, especially after watching Hard Knocks, we did not trust this Jets team because the amount of hero worship that was going on for Aaron Rodgers from that coaching staff. Obscene. And that was what bothered me. Like, I can say, like, okay, if if the players are gassed to have A-Rod – that's one thing. You know, you got Sauce Gardner out there being like, yo, this is going to be dope. Like, sure. we're going we're gonna to hold teams under 20, and we're going to win 10, 12, 13 games, whatever. Like, Sure. And as a, as a, as player, a player, you're fine. allowed to you're allowed to believe that and allowed to say that. These guys grew up watching but him play. the coaches simping. sitting there simping out for Aaron Rodgers saying, 
like just all smiles ear to ear. We got Aaron Rodgers. Oh. It doesn't matter what we do. We got Aaron Rodgers. Ah, don't worry that you got beat for that touchdown. There's only two guys in the league that can make that throw, and you got one of them. Yes. And you're like, okay, but no, that's not true. There's 31 guys that can make that throw. Not, not all of them are going to make it every time, but they can all make that throw, I can assure you. That's why they're in the league. And the level of just, like, just, <laughs> we got Aaron Rodgers. We don't got to do shit that I heard from the coaching staff listening to him in hard knocks. And the GM. It immediately was a red flag to me, and I'm so fucking glad we called this. Now, obviously, we didn't call Aaron Rodgers injury. Dude, but we kind of did because we did say this offensive line wasn't going to be able to protect him, and, and it was going to be a problem the all first year. Was it three? The third fourth play, play in, of the year. Fourth play of the year. Dance <laughs> the Achilles. I'm like, I remember being at Pasta House, not Pasta House anymore. Boca. Boca. Thank you. Great. It wrestling. was. It was my mother-in-law's birthday. I'm sitting at the table for her family birthday. Low cheeks. And then, <laughs> and I hear the the bar behind me. Oh no, Aaron Rodgers! Like just some random guys, just like watching the game because obviously the the, the clientele there is like classy, mm-hmm. so they're not like watching football. I turn around and I'm like, ha! And then across the whole restaurant, and it's me laughing at Aaron Rodgers getting carted off the field. <laughs> and I was, I couldn't be happy. I'm sitting there eating pasta, like ah, oh, this doesn't. You came be in that night. Tuesday night just glowing. Like I I, you like, came to the show that night just like on cloud nine. You're like, doesn't matter what the Patriots do now, the Jets are fucked. And yeah, that, you're like, it was, yep. Because it was just, it was they they were shoving it down your throat so much, like how good they were gonna be. And we both said it. We were like. Is anybody else watching Hard Knocks and how awful this is? And like they just worshiping this dude. It was bad. It was. And it was. It was. It wasn't. And it wasn't like I like at least for me. I maybe for you it was different, but I didn't go into it looking for something to like to drag the Jets down or say like, oh, this is negative. Uh, or this isn't good, or this isn't going to work. Oh, I, I went into it. I intentionally was looking for something. You were, but I wasn't. Oh, yeah, I, I was. I was rooting for the Jets this year. I wanted to see a Rod do well. To be fair, I thought the Jets. I picked the Jets to do better last year, and I said that defense is great. And then this year they got Rodgers, and I was like, "Fuck that team! I don't want, I don't want them to do <laughs> but, shit." I mean, all things equal, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, this is probably an eight and four team rather than a four and eight team. Oh, for sure, but absolutely. Then again, I don't know. Looking at the offensive line, maybe Aaron Rodgers misses three or four games already. You know, maybe the maybe he doesn't rupture an Achilles, but maybe he ends up like Trevor Lawrence with a you know destroyed ankle at a you know bad time or whatever. It doesn't matter. The point was, you and I went into this season. We both watched Hard Knocks you, for with two. From two totally different ends of the spectrum. I went into it with, I'm looking because I wanted to root for the Jets. I wanted the Jets to be good this year. I wanted to see A-Rod do well. They had a bunch of primetime games against a bunch of big-time opponents. I was was excited to watch them. Mm -hmm. And I was excited to see what Aaron Rodgers was going to be able to do outside of Green Bay Mm -hmm. and how he was going to be able to extend his career, much like Brady and Manning did. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. I want the Jets to do well. You went into it going... Fuck this team. I hate them. I want to see, like, show me the cracks. Show me the cracks so I can I, I can exploit them a little bit. And you and I both came to the same conclusion <laughs> while being on two totally different ends of the spectrum. And we both said, oh, shit. Yeah, this ain't going to work. This is going to end poorly. Like, they had it, might not, it might not end like, oh, they're 6-11 and 11 and they missed the playoffs, even when Aaron Rodgers plays all the games. But we're like... This is not this is not going to be a Super Bowl team. They they had like 
they didn't actually do this, and I'm gonna make a story to make to make it sound like they did. They had like the trainers, like almost like bathe his feet, like he was Jesus, like pouring water over his feet, be like, "Oh, Aaron, oh yes," like rubbing, like the the way they worshipped this man, and they kept showing the different coaches, like, "Yo, we could give up like a seventy yard bomb. It doesn't matter. We'll just get it right back." And I'm like, "This is defensive backs coach talking, yeah. saying, don't worry if you give up a seventy yard bomb. We have Aaron Rodgers.'" I'm like, "I don't want to. If I'm a player, and they'll, I'm like, all right. So you're telling me." Don't worry about it if I get beat deep because we have Aaron Rodgers and he he's going to just make up for everything now. Yeah. That's fucked up. No, and that's not the way it works. <laughs> it's not the way it works in this league, and we knew that, and you and I saw that coming in. Uh, and now that they don't have Aaron Rodgers and you're seeing just the gross mismanagement of this roster through and through by this incompetent co- coaching staff, it's just it, – it all it does is drive home what we said even further. Absolutely. Because we nailed this one. We knocked this one out of the fucking park when we predicted that this was going to be a problem for the New York football Jets coming into this season because they didn't have the coach. You know, everybody's sitting there going, oh, it's solid. Oh, they got Nathaniel Hackett. And I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. I was like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but, you know, his last stint, you know, even even a guy who's considered one of his peers, all right, like coaches are like quarterbacks. It's a fraternity. Nobody ever really talks too much shit about each other. They all kind of have each other's backs, at least in public. Not Belichick. And Sean Payton comes out and he's like, that was the worst coaching job I've ever seen. Maybe ever in football. And, and he admitted, he goes, all right, a bit of that is theatrics because I'm on TV and they want me to hype it up. But he goes, I, he goes, you know, it was well, nothing, it it was nothing personal. He's like, it was nothing personal. He just said. I really believe it was a horrible coaching job. And he goes, I'm not taking that back. And he has proven, he was again, he was right. Yes, they lost early in the year, and they all like picked up Nathaniel to uh, hack it, and they like juggled his tits in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, he beat you. And then like now, look at it. The Broncos, possibly playoff-bound team. Six and six, like right in the, middle, in the thick of it. Like, oh, it, if I had to bet on Buffalo or the Broncos, all my money's going on the Broncos. Well, you'd be Those smart six, because we've already got the head-to-head against Buffalo. I know, so. and that's the and that's the six and six uh, record. They're both now, granted, record. I think Buffalo's got Kansas City this weekend. That's probably a loss. And they have the Patriots. Then too. I think their schedule lightens up pretty you know, well. I'm going to be honest with you. I worry the Patriots beat Buffalo. I have that legitimate worry because the, the Buffalo Bills played us so bad when we played them. And, like, our offense scored so easily against them, yeah, I the didn't understand Yeah, the last game you guys it. played was, like, that was a really competitive game. We beat the shit out of them. And yeah. it, it was it was close by, like, accident. But, like, the Patriots, like, I think could have scored, like, 30 points against them. And we can't score against anybody. I know. So I don't know what's happening in Buffalo right now. Well, I think you're going to see another <laughs> coaching change before the week. We said it a couple weeks ago after the Denver game. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, it, McDermott can't get out of his own way. You know, he's the reason why this team is floundering around at 500 right now. Because they can't get it, they 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 just can't get it right. Much like the Jets, they can't they can't get the little things right, and this is becoming an issue. Oh, 100 percent. And again, and I say this all the time, you know, and I said it all off season. I said coaching is extremely important in the NFL. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how important coaching truly is in the NFL. This isn't the NBA, where you know you can sit there and be like, oh, hey, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 what was it, Mike Brown. Here's LeBron James. Uh, do you want to win Coach of the Year? Step one, wear a suit. Step two, Coach LeBron. Step two, ask LeBron who do you done. want? Who yeah. do you want in your team? Yeah, who do you want in your team? There you go. Done, done, and done, bro. <laughs> like that's and that's all there is to it. And not to say that Brown was like a bad coach, but he wasn't great. He was you know? not great at all. Now, 
in the NBA, you can get by on talent. You can get by on certain things. MLB, you can get by on, you know, all right, you know, the, you might make a bad pitching change, but, uh, you know, your center fielder goes out and robs a home run or something, you know, whatever. There's different things that happen. In the NFL, you can't cover up for it. No. There's too many moving pieces. There's mm-hmm. too much going on at every every given moment that if you burn a timeout here, you could be fucking yourself 10 times harder down the road. Absolutely. You know, if you – a procedure penalty here, a, a late – you know, late, late play call getting in, whatever it might be, right? We could go – there's a, a billion different reasons why you can screw up an NFL game and you can lose, and that's why it's so hyper-competitive. But we're looking at Robert Sala and Sean McDermott right now as being two two guys that are – I mean, everybody's like – you know, everybody's talking about Belichick being out the door this year. Uh, and he I'm like, better not. And I laugh my ass off at that because I'm like, yeah, you're dumb. I'm like, if you get rid of Bill Belichick, you're dumber than I thought. Yeah, but, but, or if by the you way, want Bill Belichick gone, you're yeah. dumber than I thought. But if you want to fire Sala and McDermott, by all means, go right ahead. Dude, the Patriots, we just talked Staley, about it. Staley, gone. We talked about it off. Staley's 100% gone. So you're going to have the Jets, the Bills, and the Chargers Staley, as as potential head coaching openings. Staley against, going like, into next year. Let, let, let's, let's be real. This Patriots team, very bad. Right? Talent-wise, injury-wise, they're, they're banged up. They don't have a lot of talent on offense. They had a lot of talent on defense. It all got hurt. It's just it's been it's one of those years. It's a bad year. But still, we've allowed. We talked about it. The least amount of points over the last four weeks in the NFL. Points. Offense has scored, but the defense has allowed forty six over four games. Next to nothing. Six points to the Chargers, who should have been able to have their way with us. Couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened the week before and the week before that. The Patriots' defense is playing out of their mind with nobody's playing on defense. Nobody's. They've given up. Uh, you've given up forty six and scored thirty four. <laughs> um, the other thing that sorry thirty. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I think it's a little high. 30. Um, we we took back J C Jackson, who is now starting for us, and the other corner we have is Sean Wade. Who? Dear J C Elaine, I wrote to explain I'm your biggest fan. Oh, and we also let go of Jack Jones. We were just like, hey, you know, he's not happy. He's doing a bunch of crazy I shit. Just like, wanted we're to all done. ask, could I eat your ass right back as soon as you can? But I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't like if you want Belichick gone with the job he's doing in this defense. Yes, if you want to blame him for the offense, absolutely. But in 24 seasons, the guys had two bad years. Yeah, 2000 and 2023. And everybody will sit there and say, yeah, one of those two things have in common. He didn't have Tom Brady. And but, it's like, oh, wow, wait, hold on. He didn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback under center and they struggled? Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow, that's incredible. Like, you would imagine, you, you would think the way Patriots fans talk that they didn't go 10 years without winning a Super Bowl, you know, from 04 five. to 14. No, no, from 04 to 14. Yeah, you know, like you would you would think they never, you know, they 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 won the Super Bowl every year when Brady was here. Yeah, you know, they they completely ignore all Brady's shortcomings in the in the postseasons and everything else and all the games he lost and you know like uh, you know everybody's like oh well the undefeated season it's like well Brady gave us the lead with four minutes to go it's like yeah but he only scored fucking fourteen or seventeen points like or or fourteen whatever it was 14. I remember it's like you know nah like I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. Like, no, 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 no. Like, if we're going to give Brady all the props for the wins, for the six wins. He had a rough 09. He had a rough 2010. 2010, they got murdered by the Jets. He was the MVP that year. 
Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like even then, now I think that's year he had three three interceptions for the whole year. Yeah, I think he was like 34 and three or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, but that was still a rough year for him too because his stats like besides being 34 and three and having a great touchdown interception ratio. No, he killed it that year. Uh, I don't think, dude. I, I wasn't 2010, watching. No, they were 14 and two that year, and they lost to the Jets. So what year am I thinking of? 2012 then. 20 well 2011 that Super was the, that was the Super Bowl year but the defense was bad 2012 they got they got slapped by the Ravens yeah and that was it's over the the dynasty's done and that was Ray Rice and Ray Ray Lewis saying yeah, it's over it's over and then 13 they went on the uh, on the road in that was Denver. the Jets one no in 13 you're right and they that lost was with Denver that was when they got murdered because we had no wide receiving core and we had Matthew Slater catching balls deep yep and then Wes Walker took out Akeem Talib early. Yep. And they just kind of, you know, the Broncos did their thing. 14, they win the Super Bowl. 15, they lose to Denver again. 16, they Super win Bowl. the Super Bowl. 17, lose the Super Bowl. 17, lose it. 18, 18 win, win the it. Super Bowl. 19, Brady's, Brady's last, gone. Brady, that's it. Brady's last pass is a that's Patriot is a pick six. And Logan Logan Ryan, shout out, just signed with the uh, 49ers today. Yeah. So there you, there's, there you have it. But you would think, like, you, you, would, you would never know. Yeah, you know, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, and 13. You would never know those years happened if you listened to Patriots fans. I know. When they talk about Belichick and Brady and who was, who was more integral and everything. The only reason why you were even in those games, in those Super Bowls, in those positions to win during those years was because of Bill Belichick. 100%. Like, you, don't, you don't have that long sustained success because of one quarterback. Because if that was the case, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, John Elway, Joe Montana, Steve Young, all these guys would have these long periods of sustained, consistent, high-level success that Brady did. They would all have it. But that's not the case. They didn't have, you know, Marino never had Belichick. Manning never had Belichick. And that's not the shit on Kubiak or, or uh, 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 Dungy. Mm-hmm. It's just is what it is dude like it, you they those guys were not as good as bill belichick and that's not saying like it's not a knock on them it's just saying like dude you're not okay sorry you're not the greatest quarterback uh, coach of all time in any sport my um, bad my bad like I, I hate to break it to you but only one guy gets that title and it's bill belichick you know he he gets he gets he has to do the radio program every morning on wei i yeah. don't listen to any of it because i can't stand well i boycotted like, ei when they fired kirk and callahan so. I, I remember and they asked, I haven't listened to it since. They asked Belichick something, which I think was very telling. And, and they asked Belichick, like, how do you cope um, with, like, the record of being 2-10 and 10 and, like, what do you do? And Belichick's answer was, was, was very good, and he just gave, like, a very th- uh, methodic answer. And he said, he goes, I believe in eight out of the ten losses, we, we were one score from winning. And I had to go back and check, and he's right. Of the 10 games yeah. we lost, eight were less than a touchdown. A touchdown or less. Yeah. So, even with the team being this bad, they were always one score away from winning. And then, like, they followed it up. Like, after Bill Belichick left that press conference, I was like, wow, like, that doesn't seem like that. But he's right. They asked Matthew Slater, who came out a little bit later, and Matthew Slater's like, <coughs> you're the longest tenured person on this team. How has Bill been as a coach? Like, is he different? Is he more relaxed with you guys? Is he allowing things to go? And they And he said... He goes, you know, Bill's an iron sharpens iron type of guy. Yep. And he goes, he's actually probably been more on point, and his meetings have been more thorough now than they ever than they have they have in the last few years. He's Makes like, sense. He's like, so I think he goes, I think to me watching Bill watching Bill and knowing how Bill is for my course of my career, I think it really bothers him, and he feels it puts more pressure on him to be better. 
and it's not necessarily a him problem as a, as a we, us, the players problem. And I thought that was a very good answer by, by Matthew Slater, obviously, because he's obviously a captain, been there forever. But he was just like, no, Bill's like more determined than ever. Even in the clubhouse, like the guys are like, no, Bill like is here and he's telling us you should do this, we need to do this. And he goes, and Matt was like, basically, he goes, you've seen the output on, on defense and it's done great. He goes, you just haven't seen that production on the offense. Right. And that's and that's where they're at right now. Like maybe you know, Mac took a step back this year. I don't think anybody can argue that. We all, you oh and I, both God. thought it was going to be. I can't believe I was that wrong on Mac. Same, there same. Was no way. I, I mean, I'm I, I've been wrong before, not usually, but it happens. But, but I, I don't think I've ever whiffed this hard. Me too. On a player, and and their in terms of the, the 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 trajectory of their development. Like I get it. I get that the offensive, the wide receivers suck. I get the offensive line is bad. But I never would have I never would have guessed Mac would have like folded like this. Like, like have, a cheap have, suit, dude. Like like afraid to throw down. Maybe field. we maybe we should have known when he was like crying, getting carted off with the ankle injury a couple like last year, like he was like squealing in yeah, pain. Maybe I, maybe that was a bigger red you're, flag. You're right. And I was like, nah, maybe he but thought it was it worse. Off. Yeah. I blew it off. I'm like, ah, well, whatever, dude. Maybe the guy doesn't have a great pain tolerance. Like I, as somebody who has no pain tolerance whatsoever. Like me, like, I get like a hangnail. And I immediately want to just like I'm like fire the nukes, kill everybody. Like I, I this is this is pissing me off. Like if I hit my head on something, God my damn. initial reaction is to remove whatever I hit my head on from existence. You know, what I mean? whether it's a kitchen counter, a table, doesn't matter. I I, I have no ability to tolerate pain at all. Right. Which is why I couldn't do like when I was you know when I went and trained uh, and did like mixed martial arts and stuff like that. Like I couldn't do it. Because I'm like, no, like, ow, ow, and, like, I don't want to be punched in the face. It sucks. It, it's it's I, shocking. It's I, jarring. I'm not – I'm just not that dude. Like, if you hit me in the face and you hurt me, I'm going to end you. I t- I t- or I, you're going to have to end me. One way or the other, someone's going to die. I told my wife – I was like, if you ever want to do, like, a bucket list thing for me, I'm like, send me to, like, a wrestling academy for, like, a week or two. I'm like, I know it's going to beat the shit out of me and I'm going to be, like, violently ill and be, like, in pain, but I was like, I would love it. Yeah. Because that's I, just something I would I would enjoy. Cause, see, cause, I, I wouldn't because I just I don't want to be in con- like I don't mind being in pain like in terms of like all right like like pain from like the gym right like that's right different now, kind of pain like my elbows hurt my bicep I have tendonitis in my biceps different kind of pain my shoulders are hurt and like everything hurts it's like I'm cold. sore yes things are in pain like you know I'm a month and a half away from turning thirty nine. Like I'm not, Ooh. you know, not I'm not a spring Ooh. chicken anymore, right? And you know, I don't have that magical sauce like some people do. Yeah. Where I can, you know, just be like, and hey, look at me, I'm good. Uh, and, and not to say that those people are wrong. I fully support their decision to do so, and I wish I wasn't so much of a pussy and I would adapt that lifestyle. But I, I just don't. I like my vodka and I like chicken wings, so I, I don't, I don't go down chicken that road. Wing, chicken wings. But you know, things hurt. You know, and, yeah, of and I can tolerate that. You learn to live with it, but like. There's just certain things I can't handle, and like sharp, quick, uh, like unexpli- inexplicable or unsuspecting pain. Like you know, they, like people like like to walk up to me. I'm a big guy, right? Obviously, I'm six foot three, three hundred ten pounds. People walk up to me and they love to slap me or pinch me or do stuff like, oh. hey, like like if somebody comes up to me and does like the tricep pinch in the back. I'm oh like, God, God, don't like, don't do that to me, like, cause I I'm gonna throw my elbow into your chin, <laughs> and whatever. I'm not paying for your dental record, like, I'm not doing that, like, it's not happening. I just, I, I don't do that to people, yeah. and I don't expect it to be done to me. Yeah. 
Joey Fats Radio, Roll 1C1. What's going on, big dog? All Durant. Right. Durant. Durant's a perfect segue to get into this because there's a, there's a somewhat Patriot Raider connection here in a moment. But Durant, what's going on? What's on your mind? Nothing, man. Just wanted to talk some football, see, uh, see where you guys are at with everything. Well, uh, I'm glad you called because I mentioned it. My voice just went puberty, puberty there. Um, there's a rumor going around that the Raiders might release Jimmy Garoppolo like during the season still. I don't know why. I don't know if something happened. I don't know if it's a salary cap move, but have you heard that? I haven't heard that. I just saw, um, according to what I saw, the, our best bet would uh, for him to be a June 1st cut. Okay, um, that's that next offseason. As far as, you know, money-wise, like dead money. You know? Well, I didn't know if there was like a locker room thing where he was kind of being disruptive or being a dick, being like, ah, this fucking sucks being here. Like, I'm backing up like this kid. You know what I mean? If he's healthy. Because the reason why, yeah. <coughs> sorry, the reason why Albert Breer brought it up, and he's still connected with the Patriots quite a bit from all his sources that he has here. And he said, yeah. and he's, oh, and by the way, he is a, a man crush and a half on Jimmy Garoppolo. He loves fucking Jimmy Garoppolo, Albert Breer. So Albert Breer had mentioned, let's hypothetically say the Raiders do release Jimmy Garoppolo before the end of the season. He said yep. it is a league-known fact that he would be signed by the Patriots immediately and start right away by the Patriots immediately. Me being a Patriots fan, I'm conflicted because, A, I want to lose out at this point. I really would like to just lose out, get a top draft pick, draft a quarterback, because the Mac experiment is over. I was wrong. This is year three. He needed to prove it or break it, and he's it's he he didn't prove it, so he, it's it's over. So yeah, I was never big on Mac Jones from the beginning. I, I stood I, firm on that. I know, uh, yeah, you've been I firm think, on I that. I think he's his, yeah. So he was. Whatever. We were sold a bill of goods that he was. He's not the most powerful arm, not the most you know, not 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 greatest intangibles or anything, but he was smart and he was methodical. And when we were sold that, we were like, we can work with that. And when when you saw him this year, he was neither smart. Nor methodical. So that way, it's just like nothing's working for you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo again and then doing that whole thing again. Like, it's been 10 years since we drafted him. Is that something I really want to go through? Yes, he's going to be a better option than everybody else we have on the team. Yes, he would probably help us win games immediately, which I would absolutely hate. But at the same time, I just want to get away from that kind of mentality. I just want to start over fresh with somebody new. I don't know yeah, how that I would mean, make you feel anyone, as a Raiders fan. I mean, anyone who kind of knows a thing or two about football knows like Jimmy G isn't in their future plans. I mean, he's 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 a big he's the current bridge version of there, of a quarterback. There's no way, there's right? Just no way. So he's he's not the Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not that much of a journeyman where he's just like backup, 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 backup. He tends to go to a place, stick for a few years, and then get and then moves on. So he's more along the lines of. God, I'm trying to think of a guy from like early 2000s or 90s. Maybe like not 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 a Hasselbeck because Hasselbeck stuck around for a few years. Even both Hasselbecks. Dude, did. He's like Chad Pennington, dude. <laughs> no, Chad Pennington was basically two teams. He was Jets and Dolphins, and that's pretty. That was pretty much it. I'm trying yeah. to think of. of All right, a, so Fitzpatrick then. No, Fitzpatrick was too many teams. Fitzpatrick was like every freaking team under the sun. Yeah. I I, I want to say he was like almost like a Vinny Testaverde type. You know what I mean? Great arm. Yeah. Like like has has the ability, never can put it all together for one team, but has well, been Jimmy able to start. Really have a good arm. I mean, 
No, he does. There's he has no, power. There's no tape that exists of him throwing the ball down the field. Oh, yes, there is. Oh, plenty. That not that, not, not this not this season. No, not oh, not with the Raiders. No, absolutely not. But there is absolutely tape of him throwing it down the field. Is he making the completion? No. But there's absolutely tape of him throwing it down. I mean, the, field. the one time he tried throwing it down the field, he absolutely overthrew Devontae Adams, like when he was super wide open. Well, also in the Super Bowl too, he overthrew the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. So mm. you know that's a big one. To your point, I was going to say Vinny Testaverde or Kurt Warner. Okay, Kurt Warner did flop around in there a bit until he, he found went his... to the Giants and the Cards. Well, the Cards he, he ended up sticking for a little bit, yeah. So Rams, Giants, was that another team between Cardinals? The Rams? Yeah, no, Cardinals Super Bowl again. Yep. But yeah, those are your uh, early two thousands journey journeyman guys. Yeah, I want to. I think Tessa Verde was like a better one, just because starts has the ability to start. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. The rat. Yeah. yeah Terrell, so. Terrell San, Owens. San Fran. To, Terrell Owens called him a homosexual rat. You went to San Fran. <laughs> San Fran to the Browns. Then I think he went to Philly as a backup. Who Garcia? Yeah. Probably. He went to a bunch of teams at the end because he couldn't stick around anywhere. Said they said he was a what locker room cancer. What do you guys think right now? Uh, what are we in, like week 13? We're in week um, 13, sadly. we got five more weeks of this shit for me. You guys think uh, the Niners is still the best team in football? No. 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 Because, because they're... What? No. Yes. Absolutely. Unequivocally. They smashed no. Dallas. Listen. They smashed Philly. I said, um, I said, I said, when they were in the middle of their three-game losing streak, they were still the best team in the in the NFL. I don't know. And I was right. Uh, Jeff Garcia, San Francisco, Cleveland, Detroit, Philly, Tampa, and then back to Philly for one more stint. Damn, I forgot about Detroit. I think uh, Garcia was on the Raiders at one point too. Not according to Pro one. Football Reference, but I maybe maybe if, he was in training camp and they cut him. Yeah, if you had told me he was, yeah. I would have believed you, but. Uh, not according to this, he wasn't. He was in Tampa. No, I think I'm thinking of uh, Jeff George. You guys remember Jeff George? Hell yeah, oh I remember my Jeff God, George. Jeff George, yes. He was the uh, he was Jay Cutler before Jay Cutler. Jeff George, I don't know if you know this true story. He showed up to the Vikings facility when he was a free agent after like two or three years not playing in the NFL. He brought a tire and a and a metal garbage can, and he stood in the parking lot throwing a ball through a tire from 40 yards away, trying to get trying to impress the front office. And they just never fucking talked to him. <laughs> um, no, Durant, to your point, I, I think the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> are the best team in the NFL. I think it's their Super Bowl to lose. I think. And the way that because he's because Durant's right. They beat the shit out of Dallas, right? They had that three game losing streak where they, everybody was like, oh, overrated. Brock Purdy sucks. I told you this. Like, no, 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 no. They were banged up. Yeah, they were no. they were injured. Now they're healthy. And what they did to Philly on Sunday and just walk to walk into the link and straight bully the shit out of the Philadelphia Eagles to me that was the biggest statement win of the year i still think and Brock Purdy's good man he he's I, 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 I have no problem with he's, Brock he's he's got to be the front runner for for mvp right now right no everyone wants to say Tyreek no he'll get offensive player of the year but it'll go to a quarterback I I can't stand Tyreek at all. I still I still think even though the 49ers beat the 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 Eagles, I think the Eagles are probably a more complete team health-wise. Did That's, you guys see that Goodell wants to try to ban the tush push for next year? 
Oh, yeah, I already know. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. I Well, which is stupid because they want to ban a football play. They which, ban- honestly, I, I mean, I would be totally fine if you eliminate, like, the one-yard QB sneak thing from football altogether. Like, line up and hand to a back, I would be completely fine with that. I fucking hate that play because it's fucking basically unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, Brady made a fucking living off of it. You yeah. always knew when you got in third and short. Years. Third and one, fourth and one. Absolutely. Oh, here comes the, here it comes. We all know what's coming. We 100%. can't, nobody can stop it. Nope. And I fucking hate the play. I loathe it. But... It's football, so you can't get rid of it. Because if you get rid of that, then what? Now, now we're going to get rid of fullback dives. Yes. Are we going to get rid of like what else? Are we going to get no, rid of? No, they want to get rid of fullback dives yeah, because fullback you're diving in your head. Fullback is almost non-existent these days. There's very few teams that run a fullback. Yeah, because they're losers. I, I hate that. Oh, but there's so many rules against it. That's why because you can't lower your head and force yourself into things. So that's what they're, they're, they're trying to avoid. Could you imagine by Lorenzo Neal trying to make a living in today's NFL? What about Mike Allstott? Mike Allstott would have been banned from football after two years. <sighs> Um, I you still know, all those great Ray Lewis hits would be fifteen yard penalties. Oh, Ray 100%. Lewis! Ray Lewis would have killed a guy in real life on field. Sean Taylor would would be forced to retire. Oh my God, I know. Um, I still want to say Philadelphia is. I'm going to say Philadelphia is the best team in the league. I know they lost. I think they're the most complete team from head to toe, and they just signed Darius Leonard. But how can you say they're the most complete team? When they just got beat down in their own house, and I'm not saying like they Regular lost, season. A, they lost a close they one. They had to chase Young before the deadline. They got their cheeks clapped. I know at home. I know by what we what is now finally a healthy 49ers team. Actually, I, I mean, and, and they're still the minus my boy in the Funga. NFC, the Dallas Cowboys. Say it again. You, you can make an argument. No, I'm saying the next best team after Philly. You know. You can make a case the Cowboys. Well, they got right. waxed by the Niners also. You don't so, like I mean, Detroit? The Niners are waxing up good teams. You don't like Detroit? The, the Lions are nine and three. Yeah. I mean, when you look at when you look at the Niners' three losses, right? They scored seventeen points in all three of those games. They gave up nineteen to the Cleveland Browns, which that game was like they lost out of the gun. They had the yeah. chance to win on the field yeah. goal. Uh, Twenty-two they gave up uh, at Minnesota, which that was like a like who like we were like who what. The Vikings, really? Yeah, that's just trash. I'm still iffy on the Lions. I mean, they I mean, they got beat pretty bad by Green Bay on Thanksgiving. Um, they got fucked up by Baltimore. Um, I'm not sure where their third loss came from, but uh, it, I don't know. I feel like Lions are still missing something. The Lions had a chance. I don't know if Goff's going to hold them back a little bit. The Lions had a chance to be the one seed in the NFC, but then they blew that game to Green Bay on Thanksgiving, and that was kind of the end of that. Like, the Lions always find a way to fuck up themselves on Thanksgiving. Yeah, at and the, if you look at the, and time. if you look right now, you look at the Niners' schedule left. They get Seattle, Baltimore, and the Rams at home, and they're at Arizona and at Washington. Uh, and that Baltimore game is on Christmas Day, uh, Christmas night, eight fifteen, Christmas night. So that's a huge game because that could be a potential Super Bowl preview. You know, I don't think the Ravens are going to get there. I don't think you're as good as advertised, but it could be. Uh, and then on top of that, when you look at uh, Dallas, and here's the thing with Dallas and Philadelphia, is we've still got that Dallas-Philly game coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Th- you know, Sunday night this week. I think I think this Philly is, beats them. This is going to be a huge game. Well, it's in Dallas. So, I know. You know, they got that going for them. Dallas and, always then, tends to fold to Philadelphia lately. But Dallas then has is at Buffalo and at Miami back-to-back weeks, and they get the Lions and then the Commanders to close out the year in that order. I still think Philly's going to win this division, but if Dallas is able to put the put it on Philly and kind of sense that blood in the water and say, hey, this, this team might be vulnerable right now, mm-hmm. 
you never know how things go where, you know, Tua gets a concussion or Josh Allen turns back into a pumpkin and throws five interceptions and Dallas goes and rips off two wins, you know, three wins in a row. And all of a sudden they've got two games left with a, you know, a, a game lead in the division. Shit can go crazy. That can get that could get a little nutty. Yeah, but I, I mean, all said and done, it's like you said, it's the Niners to lose, I would say. I think they're way too deep on both sides. I think you have the best running back in football in Christian McCaffrey. I mean, yeah, team. who do you – who do you, like, I don't – I just don't see any other team in the league that is that plays as good of complimentary football as the Niners do. Now, they'll Philadelphia would have been in that come, conversation. Come, come playoff time, they'll have a run game and they'll have a defense. And if they get the one seed and they're the only team that gets that first week off. Tony Pollard hasn't really been it for them. Nope. And uh, DeAndre Swift was a nice addition for Philly. I do like that for them. But I still don't think they're going to run the ball the way the Niners can and the things they can do, you know, and that Shanahan offense, you know, the things they do with Debo. um, Listen to me, getting Debo back healthy, Ayuk back healthy, McCaffrey up up and running. And Purdy, like getting these guys back and again, they got it all, man. George they, Kittle, they got the offensive line. They really do. I mean, and, and even on even on on defense, even like you know, they lose a guy like Hufanga for the year, which killed me because I love him. He's one of he's my favorite yeah, player on that defense. That's a tough loss. But they that linebacker trio is still the best in the league, and it's not even close. Like the Niners, by getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners gave themselves a chance to win the Super Bowl. Because what did we always say? What did we say the year uh, when they lost to the Packers in the, uh, in the divisional round uh, a couple years, uh, two years ago? And which which you, part? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make those throws where you're just going to go, Jesus fucking Christ. What Jesus the fuck Jimmy. is that? Yeah. The Jesus Jimmy throws. And, and good thing he'll be back on the Patriots soon enough. I mean, I heard you say that when I was downstairs. I, was t- I had to take a piss with your dad. That's why I had to get up. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. you're cool. No, I just think the Niners making that move for Chase Young, you know, it's similar to like the Rams did, you know, adding Vaughn Miller. Absolutely. That's run. exactly what it is. And then and you you watch. Chase Young has been pretty quiet so far since he's been in San Francisco. I mean, he just got there. He just got there. And he, yeah. but, he, but here's the thing. Guys like Chase Young will show up. In the NFC Championship, in the Super Bowl, in the divisional round, like whatever it is, they show up in those big spots when you need them. That's why you go get those guys. Remember, Von Miller didn't do much with L.A. until the playoffs. If it gets you a ring, it was worth that third round pick. Absolutely. Even if you lose them and you can't afford them after after this year. You you find me one franchise in the history of of the football world that says, I wouldn't trade a third round pick for a Super Bowl. And I will, I then I'll, I, I'll give you my house. Like right, the Rams, the Rams did a second round pick for a Super Bowl. Right, exactly. So and it was worth it. Yep. I mean, and look now at the AFC, man. I mean, you got your Broncos, you got Texans, you got Bills floating around at like six and six. Um, I mean, you know what? You, you know what Chiefs, kills me? The Chiefs uh, don't hold the bye as of right now. I mean, we guys think with the AFC, it's it's super we, wide. We open. we talked about in the beginning of the show. The AFC is like I said, it's thicker than Johnny Sin's midset. Like it's this is you you got 100%. You, you got the Niner, you got the you know the Dolphins and the and the Ravens tied at nine and three. Jacksonville yep. loses Trevor Lawrence last night for God knows how long, which Done. Is, and they lose Christian Kirk. It's which, over. By the way, could you have gotten any luckier this week in nope. fantasy? Nope. Durant, I played Sean this week, right? My fantasy playoff hopes were on the line. I played Sean this week. I did pretty good. I lose Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, and Tank Dell all in the same. But week. you should have beat me if those two guys played. 
If Tank Dell had played and Christian, if Tank Dell and Christian Kirk had played, I would have won. Hundred percent. But I lose both of them. I'm like, God damn it! This is why I hate fantasy. God. So uh, yeah, fantasy sucks, man. You know, for me, I'm out of it in my league. I tried to make the splash move and I drafted Mahomes in the second round and. Uh, he got me 15 points while Brock Purdy was on my bench with like 38 points. Yeah, just, I know. I, I had that was the slap in the face. Like, yep, that that's where you went wrong. Yep, so, I put. Trust me, I had Derrick Henry on my bench at 25 yeah, points so this week. I'll be waiting Kyron much Williams. much later in drafts for quarterbacks. I don't know why I, I didn't stick to that theory. You, we, yeah, that's that's not like you. It's not like you at all. No, you're you're a good you're a good you're good at finding value late in rounds. I played in enough leagues with you. You know, I remember when you took Tony Romo in like the eighth round that year. He threw forty touchdowns, <laughs> and you went undefeated. Yeah. Randy um, Moss in the fifth round was the yeah that was, was that was kind of the killer. But yeah, you had LT that year because no no I mean it's just crazy how Jamal nobody Lewis. like took a chance like hey Randy Moss is going to be with Tom Brady like people I, didn't, I don't know like, I yeah I honestly I didn't I, I didn't like, draft him because I was I was still in my I refused to draft Patriots phase of my life mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, "There's nah, not I, not I a chance there. in hell I'm rooting for this asshole." Time, but you gotta. But if you, you want to win, sometimes listen, if, you, if you want the perfect season, you gotta leave your ego out of you it. You do. But what kills? So the AFC, like I said, nine and three. You got Baltimore and, and Miami, and then you've got Indy and Houston tied at seven and five, and yep. then you've got. You've I got like what Indy's doing. Buffalo, like what Indy's Cincy, doing. I think and Minshew Denver at six and six to get them there. Listen, man. Welcome to the Min Show, baby. Can we give the fucking Indianapolis Colts some props? They lose their their stud rookie quarterback, you know, early in the season. I know. And Gardner Minshew not only shows up and continues to play well. He's been killing it. He's doing arguably better than anybody expected. I believe it's this week. Uh, I think you might be right. That's going to be a hell of a game, man. Uh, No, the Colts have the Bengals. The Colts close out the season with Houston. Okay. Houston plays uh, this week. Uh, Houston uh, is at the Jets. Gotcha. So that's that's the thing, and you know it kills me because you know the Broncos were you know 15 yards away from being able to close out the Texans, and what was probably Russ's worst game of the season this year, and they still had a chance to win it at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, Cortland Sutton had a case of the dropsies early in the game, yeah. kind of killed us. Um, but yeah, Russ, that one was on Russ. And uh yep. but you look at it and it's like, damn, Denver's only you know, we're only two games out of the division lead. Oh yeah, yeah it's like it's like you always say, you know, the the NFL, it's just, you know, the difference between, you know, seven and five and five and seven is just it's it's inches. It's, it's a couple so plays, normal. dude. Every year you can you can narrow you can narrow every 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 season comes down to six plays. You guys should have lost to the Bills. Should have lost the Bills. The probably should have lost to the Vikings. Probably should have lost. We probably should have lost a lot of games. Durant, not 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 the Bears game. You guys came back and won. Yep. We. I mean, granted, we probably twenty-eight-seven on you guys. We, we right, but we we should have, but we should have beat the Commanders when we were up twenty-one nothing. So yeah, yeah it goes either way. Yeah, you can go. You could go both ways. With but it, you're right. 100%. It's just it's there's there's so many plays every every year that you can narrow it down. Any team, like I always used to say, even the even me, I just talked about it earlier in the show. Belichick came out and said eight of the ten losses have been seven I think points it's or fair less. To yeah. say, though, the Sean Payton effect is real. Oh, I, I fucking knew that and, uh, from day one. You guys, uh, you guys should be much better for years to come, for sure. I mean, I you fucking hope are, so. You guys are pretty bad the past five years. You guys haven't beat us. 
seven years, three or three, three or four, maybe. No, we're uh, we're we're what seven straight losses to you guys now. Jesus Christ! So three and a half years, we got we got one more game against you guys this year to try to end that streak. Yeah, so to finish off the season, it could be for a playoff spot. It could be. You never know, dude. The way the the way the AFC is going right now, like there, it is. It's wide yeah. open. And that's the thing. Like, even at six and six, let's say hypothetically a a a, a team like Denver runs the table, that's an eleven and six team. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty fucking respectable record. Like, that's eleven and five yeah. most years, or ten and six, depending on how you want to go with it. So, that's a pretty respectable wild card team. Uh, and then you got the Cardinal, uh, the Cardinals, the Colts, and the and the and the Texans. You know, and then yeah. you. But the thing is, is like you look at the AFC standings right now, and this is what fucking kills me is that. You know, you've got Pittsburgh at seven and five. Pittsburgh and Cleveland at seven and five, who have no offense to speak of whatsoever. Pittsburgh just lost Kenny Pickett, and they lost right. They lost Kenny Pickett, and they so, lost to the Car- Arizona Cardinals. Yep, you've got thank God. You've got Indianapolis and Houston both at seven and five, and you're like, okay, those are two teams that are trending upward, but but you know, all have both have their faults. You know, both are both are vulnerable, and was then that Indian who Houston, Houston. And then you I got Houston was six and six, like you guys. No, no, they, they, we were, they, that was, uh, that was, they were, we're one game sh- uh, more than they are right now. Okay, so or they're less. seven and five. Also. Yeah, they're seven and five. They haven't had their bye yet. Um, Tank Dell was a big loss. But I was going to say, I they lose. What the they, Texans are doing, man. They lose I mean, Tank Dell for the they, season. They probably scored the best two players in this draft, and CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. Uh, Will Anderson was fucking everywhere. He on was, Sunday, he was fucking. Yeah, he's been playing, man. He's it was had insane. A few other good games as well. Um, um, they might have got the best two players in this draft. You, you could they be right. Up a little bit of next year's draft, but I mean, definitely like what they've done so far. And then, and then you look at you know you got Cincinnati at six and six, where they're sitting there looking at Browning now. All of a sudden, they're like, well, we're not dead yet. Mm-hmm. You know, no, and should they have lost that game last night? Offense. Yes, but the Jags lose Trevor Lawrence. Like all of a sudden, Jacksonville at eight and four. Now they're without Trevor Lawrence. What what do they become? Honestly, who you know, no Trevor goes? Lawrence, no Christian Kirk. You know, do they do they lose out? I mean, yeah, It'd be nice to have Minshew right now. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean, and you look at the Jags' schedule. They're at Cleveland. They get Baltimore. They're at Tampa, and then the Panthers I mean, at home, and then at Tennessee. That's not an easy like. Those aren't layups by any means. At Cleveland, that's a smothering defense. We really think. Who are, you know, Bethard is going to go in there and, 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 you know, lead that team to a win again in, in Cleveland against that defense? I don't know. Baltimore probably should wipe the floor with them. At Tampa, all of a sudden, that doesn't look like the, you know, the layup that it should have been. Mm-mm. I mean. Yeah. Now, we've had a lot of quarterback injuries this year. Um, do you think it's because of the turf? Do you think that's something we'll ever see the NFL get rid of? Oh, uh, what's your guys' I take mean, on that? I think they're going to ultimately get rid of turf because I think you're starting to see a lot, a lot more evidence that's coming out saying like turf is actually worse because there's yep. no give to it, right? Like, did there's you and I, like Durant, you and I, like we've we've both played on turf. Sean, right. you've played on turf before, whether it was mm-hmm. flag, backyard. Oh yeah, no, I've played on collegiate. turf. Absolutely. Like, I, you know, I've played on both uh, in pads, and it's it's a different. I loved turf uh, when yeah. I was playing. Those little black it, balls it, get in your mouth. And it, eyes, it's though. exactly like you said. There's no give. It but doesn't they, have the yeah. give. Of, your foot, your foot goes in. If your foot gets dug in and that cleat yep. locks into the turf, there's no... There's, there's some give. It's not... N- not as much as regular grass. Yeah. But, but, let's, but let's look Cold at, ground, though. Cold ground's the at, fucking worst. To Durant's point, let's look at the injuries that, that we're talking about here, right? 
you know, yeah, Joe Burrow. You have to look at the data and see who's getting hurt on turf. But and Joe Burrow, I mean, no contact. Joe Burrow turf, was right? Joe. Joe Burrow didn't get hurt because of turf. Non-contact. Trevor Lawrence didn't get hurt because of turf. Non-contact. Uh, uh, who else? Who, who else? We uh, Anthony Richardson didn't get hurt because of turf. Well, yeah, he was just straight up. Uh, too Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt because of the turf. <laughs> I think that was turf, wasn't it? No, no, it was on turf, but it wasn't because of the yeah, turf. It no. just a ruptured Achilles is a ruptured Achilles, whether yeah. it's grass or turf. It's not really going to make a difference. There would have been some give there if he spun him around on. I mean, no. maybe, but the way that injury happened, no, I don't really think so. Yeah, I, I mean, it's you. tough to tell. Listen, at best, I'll say it's tough to tell, right? Like, it's not, yeah, not, and it's not a slam dunk either way. Uh, you know, who else? Who else? Are we? Who else has gotten hurt? That's big this year that we lost. Oh, Kirk Cousins. God. Kirk Cousins. That wasn't because of turf. How did he get hurt? I can't even remember anymore. It feels like it feels like months ago. It was only like six he was seven weeks a great ago. Year. He was. He was having a killer year. He always has he's great years. He's just a guy that throws up crazy numbers, but then the big game sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, he tore his Achilles too. A lot of, a lot of quarterback injuries this year. It's, it's, but you know, be the most. but doesn't it but be the most does anybody else does anybody else stop and think and they look and they're like, holy shit, we've lost like a third of the league to injury at terms of quarterbacks. Well, yeah, I think it was week ten. They came out and said uh, they were one quarterback shy of a third of the league starting backup quarterbacks. Week ten, I believe it was. That and was yet, when we switched to O'Connell uh, and just all kinds of other shit. Uh, Dobbs got traded, so Cardinals were starting their backup. Um, right, Murray's been out. He's missed time this year. But but let me ask you guys this, and and I want both of your opinions on this. Right, we we've got we've got a third. Go call it a third of the league has had injury issues at quarterback. Some more significant than others. Some season ending. Some some not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? What, what what have all these rule changes over the years done to protect these quarterbacks? Pussified them. Because t- it looks like to me. You know, we, we keep changing all these rules, but yet a third of the league has still got injury problems at quarterback. Why do we keep changing the rules if they're not actually protecting the players? A lot of these quarterbacks very very thin frames, which I don't care for. You, you know how I am with, like, quarterbacks and frames. Give me Steve McNair's all day Dude, over Trevor Lawrence's. I'm not going to lie. When Jimmy Garoppolo got drafted, I was like, no, no, he was the good dude handsome. I was like, dude's fucking handsome as shit. He was jacked out of his mind. Looked like a fucking linebacker playing quarterback. But then that doesn't always translate to anything. But it just, like, sure like he's actually been a very injured person. Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. He's been a very injured person. But a lot of the guys you'll see are slender. Like, you'll see Justin, uh, Justin Herbert. Um, Herbert. Thank you. I said Simmons. I don't know. Fucking safety there. Beast. You'll see Patrick Mahomes. You'll see uh, Zach Wilson. Mac Jones, especially. A lot of these guys aren't built Mahomes to take thick, hits. Though. No, he's not. He's Thicker. tall, but he's, like, he's still. Th- like, no, he's he- only, like, 6'2", isn't he? Like six two two twenty. That's still tall for quarterback. Like once you start getting six feet and under, it's like mid season. Guys think the Chiefs are still going to go back to the Super Bowl? No, no, I think injuries. No, I no, I don't think it's even think, the injuries. I think it's all lined up for him to go back, and it's crazy because they have the most drops in the league. Their no wide receivers are bad. Well, I think I think they just have too many injuries. That, on that's going to bite them in the ass when it comes when push comes to shove. Like when, when you don't have that Tyreek Hill to break the game open for you, like. Listen, as good as Patty Mahomes is, and like, and, and here's the thing: like, if Kelsey was playing at a clip, you know yeah. that I could that I could see was like, you know, like a traditional Kelsey clip, and you know, maybe statistically he's not that far off. But when you watch them play, when you watch Kansas City play this year, they don't 
live up. They don't pass the eye test as to what they've been in the past. Does that Agreed. make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you watch them and you're like, I think this is yeah, they're good, but. Baltimore wants to come in and, and, you know, get the bye, get home field. They're well coached. They got Lamar. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if, if the rest of the AFC does not capitalize on the fact that Kansas City is about as weak as we've seen them in the Mahomes era, and they don't, someone else doesn't seize the one seed and they allow the, the, the road to the Super Bowl to run through Kansas City again. Shame on the rest of the league, dude. Shame on the rest of the conference. Straight up. Like, just shame on you. Because yeah. you can't, if you, listen, if you give Mahomes the one seed and you give Kansas City the one seed and you give them, all right, you got to go into Kansas City and win, you know, you got to win two games in KC and you're back to another Super Bowl. I'm sorry, but the Chiefs are more than capable of winning two games at home against this entire AFC field. You know what I'm saying? If, like, if we're looking at the teams that are going in, who's going to go in there and beat them? Houston? Indy? Denver? No. Mm. No one's going into Kansas City and beating them in the divisional rounds. And then they're going to end up in a championship I Sunday. Dol- I think the Dolphins got a chance. I think the Dolphins <sighs> sneakily have a chance. I, listen, I want the Dolphins to excel. And I if it, if it can't be the Broncos, I'm all in on the Dolphins because I love – because I got – Tons of friends that are Finns fans. I love yeah. Tua. The Pineapple Prince is my fucking guy. I've been saying it for I mean, years. As you know, they're capable of scoring 70. They very much are. I, I did witness that firsthand one time. Um, wish they'd scored 73, but they chicken shit the, the fuck out, little bitches. Um, but, no, but the thing is with, with, with Miami, and they're, they're a weird team because they're doing what great teams do, which is bludgeon the shit out of subpar teams but they're yep. not beating the good teams right then that's what yeah. i worry about and that's the only thing like i still have to see them beat a good team in a big spot you know what i'm saying like put them on Fair monday enough. night against kansas city put them on monday night against uh buffalo and see you know even though buffalo right now is is kind of down and out that's a big game that's a big spot yeah and Listen, I want to see Tyreek Hill set some records this year. I want to see him, even though he's, you know, he's a trash human being. I love him as a wide receiver. And, and I love the Finns, and I love their fans, and I got so many friends that are Finns fans. It's very easy for me to root for the Miami Dolphins. I love their colors. I love it. There's nothing I hate about the Finns. Jalen Ramsey's my yeah, boy. Jalen Ramsey, yep. You know, Bradley Chubb is there, like, finally getting a chance to play for, yeah. you know, a winner. I, there's nothing I can say bad about the Miami Dolphins other than they hung 70 on my team at one point. Like, other than that, I love this team. Love them. The love the run game. I love Mike McDaniel. He's a Shanahan guy for fuck's sake. Like they, everything in Miami for me lines up to be like kind of yeah. my sentimental favorite. But that being said, I don't see it out of them. Like if they had to go into Kansas City for an AFC Championship game, I don't know if I'm putting my money on Miami for that. Yeah, no, I, I don't try. I think Baltimore. I think Baltimore will be the biggest threat. Baltimore was my my Super Bowl pick this year. I said Bal- was, yeah, I said was. Baltimore 49ers was my preseason yeah. twelve rematch Super Bowl Roquan pick. Roquan Smith was a huge pickup for them. He's, oh my god! He's of course a he was. He got fucking saddled in that Chicago defense, and they were like, "We want you to play uh, quarterback spy." He's like. Why the fuck did you draft me here? Like, I'm a thumping, pounding linebacker, and you want me to run sideline to sideline? I don't know. Chicago is just fucking stupid. Um, but as soon as he went to Baltimore, I was pissed because I was like, that, he's going to be just an absolute monster there. And that's another defense. Heats up at playoff time. No matter who's on that defense, the Ravens True. always heat up. Ravens and always find a way. Offense, it doesn't matter. You have Lamar Jackson. You have the corpse of Odell Beckham Jr. You have... 
Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, who's been okay. Mark Andrews out for the years a hit, though. Yeah, he's been out for a while, Go though. get Dennis Pitta. Dude, they should have got Zach Ertz. Yeah, I don't know why Zach Ertz is... Zach Ertz wants to go back to Philly. That's why. Mm. I mean, I don't blame him. Neither do I, because he has family in Philly, and his wife was from Philly, and mm-hmm. all this other shit. So, I, like, it just annoys me. All these guys are joining up on Philly right now. And his wife seems like a sweetheart, too, so... No, his wife's hot. But she seems like a sweetheart. Like, yeah, she yeah. seems like a good, like a nice... I, I, I like I like the Ertzes, if you will, but nonetheless. The Ertzes. I love Jason Kelsey's wife. I think she's the best. Is she? I don't know. I haven't seen much of her. Yeah, she just talks shit about her husband all the time. She's nice. like, my husband is such a pussy. She goes, he's a, he's a center and he's a, this badass, but he goes, he's such a pussy. That's awesome. Yeah. that Their, their podcast, I don't I didn't like Travis Kelsey. As you can tell, I'm blocked by him. But... Like, their podcast is pretty good, the two Kelseys. I've listened to, like, clips of it, but I do have to listen. I do actually have to give that a listen. They really don't talk about, like, they're very, like, down-to-earth, normal football-loving guys. Like, yep. Travis Kelsey's not trying to be as, like, over-eccentric self, like, wearing diamond earrings and trying to be, like, Jack Harlow Jr. And Jason Kelsey is just like, dude, I had to go to fucking Home Depot this morning, and they didn't have this goddamn wrench I needed. And it, it, he just had, has, like, normal problems. It's That's fucking it. awesome. It's awesome. Sean, uh, what's your ideal scenario for the Pats next year? It, All right. I think uh, drafting a quarterback. Hundred percent. Particular, you want? I want Justin Herbert 2.0, Drake May, six four, crazy powerful arm, fast on his feet, tall kid, good frame. That's who I want. The number two overall pick. If we stay at the number two overall pick, I do not want Caleb Williams. He immediately worries me because he seems like a head case that won't be able to handle Boston. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, or, I'm, not, I'm not touching Caleb Williams with a 20-foot pole, dude. What I actually think will happen is that the Raiders will fucking release Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll go into a fucking mild panic attack because I'm like, the Patriots are just going to sign this motherfucker. They'll sign him. The very next day, they'll sign Josh McDaniels, and I'll I'll just roll up the sleeve on, on my shirt. <laughs> I'll pull out a knife from the, the cutting blade, and I'll just watch the news in real time. I'll see Brandon Bolden get re-signed, and I'll just stop putting yeah, the blade fair. to my wrist. <laughs> that's how I felt when you told me that uh, we were going to get rid of Carr and, and get Jimmy. I knew it. I, I know that's the plan. You did. You I hate. We've, I seen this, we've seen this movie I, before. I, I As somebody myself, who experienced I, I mean, it firsthand, really? dude. And then we'll go to the draft, and all of a sudden, we'll have the number two overall pick, right? And I'll be like, just draft Drake. I, I'm, I'm going to try to go to Gillette this year, for, especially for the number two overall pick. I'm going to go there. I don't care if I have fucking both kids with me, and I'm, I have a wife screaming at me. I'm going there. I'm like, everyone just shut the fuck up for five minutes. I'm standing there, and they're back in the New England Patriots select tackle Joe All. I mean, fuck my life, you <laughs> motherfucker. We had Marvin Harrison Jr. We had quarterback. You take a fucking tackle. You'll take a defensive tackle out of Rutgers or something. Oh, my God. I know Bill. I don't want him to go, and I know him so well. It's like this like toxic relationship that I'm in, where I know it's going to happen. I expect different results, so it's a definition of insanity. Uh, Durant, let me ask you this: while you're we're on the topic of next year, not that your season's over because it's 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 not yet, but uh, obviously you guys have an interim head coach. What do you what what are your what's your ideal situation for your Raiders next year? I'm not even sure at this point. I mean, let's well, let's well, all I'm right. Seeing, let, I'm seeing uh, eliminate... recent reports that we that we might try to bring Bastachia back. Um, I don't think we have a clue on what direction we're going. Oh, um, that's the part worst. of me wants Gruden, like the heart in me wants Gruden, but never gonna happen there. Not to run the draft process and everything else. I want Gruden to coach. I want him to coach the team. That's it. As far as management and making decisions, it's got to be someone else. 
we missed on way too many draft picks with Damon Arnett and Henry Ruggs. And I mean, listen, I was pounding my table for CD Lamb when all the wide receivers on the board at pick 12 pounding my table. Like this has to be CD Lamb. It would have been a score of a pick. And we went with Henry Ruggs and we know how that turns out. Yeah, we first guessed that one in real time. Yeah, I couldn't believe so, they took him. I couldn't believe they took him as high as they I, I did. I was shocked. I thought he was. I thought I'm he was going to drop an ass. out of there. I'll say that firmly. <laughs> I think. I think ideally for for the Raiders, I think if if Mark Davis is smart, he will hire Champ Kelly to be the full time GM. Chip Kelly. Champ. Oh, I was like, I was like the, the current the, the interim GM. Okay, right okay, now. okay. Hire Champ Kelly to be the GM. Yep. And let him perform his own coaching search with no input from, you know, minimal input from anybody else around him. Let him go find his guy that he yeah. believes he can work with because I feel like the Raiders have done it backwards the last couple of years. Like, like they hired Gruden and then Gruden brought in Mayock. And like, I like well, I, I, and I don't hate Mayock. I don't, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Actually, I love, I love Mayock as a as a personnel yeah. guy. Especially, if but it's, they just you know, with my kept doing it backwards. That, you know, Gruden was my, my my thing is Gruden was making the first round picks, so maybe the first and second round picks, and Mayock was making the later picks. I feel like Mayock scored on a lot of later picks. Max Crosby in the fourth, Hunter Renfro in the fifth. Yep, that's what his um, specialty was. He's a he's a deep depth draft guy. Yeah, like, right. He wasn't taking Clint and Farrell in the sixth, the tight end. I mean, we did good in some of the later rounds. Yeah, they did. Uh, and 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 I was and again, I'm not blaming Mayock, but I feel like if the Raiders are gonna become like a relevant organization again, they need to they need to do it. There's 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 a blueprint to this, right? Just like the Godzilla movies we talked about in the beginning. There's a blueprint. You hire a GM. You let the GM perform a coaching search. Then he hires the coach. Then the coach. Then you know, the GM shops for the groceries. The coach does the cooking. Right, like that's kind of how it's supposed to go, and the Raiders have kind of been flip flopping and doing it backwards and trying to reinvent the wheel. And while they might have been onto something with Gruden and Mayock, that was short lived and it got blown up. And we might never, you know, we never got to see the kind of that whole plan it's come to fruition. Because you know, we were five and two in leading the AFC West, and then Gruden leaked the emails when we were five and two, Joe. I know, I remember. And I feel like yep. somebody I feel like there was somebody in the NFL office that wanted Gruden out of that job and they that's what they did. And they they screwed him. And they screwed the Raiders in general. And maybe yep. Mark Davis pissed somebody I off. Feel like I don't we know. We just have a hit on us for Al Davis too in the NFL. It's it's a tale as old as time, like right? It's going to be fucked. The tale as old as time. The Raiders versus the NFL. <laughs> it just it's it's it's, it's the crazy. most classic hey, rivalry there is. Yeah. What do you guys think about the Saints division? I know Derek Carr has taken a lot of shit and all that, but when push comes to shove, who do you trust winning that division? Do you trust Atlanta or Tampa Bay? I don't. It ain't gonna be Carolina. I don't. I don't, I don't trust anybody to win that it division feels like at this Tampa point. At this point, but I'm gonna go Atlanta. Really? I, I think they get the best. Desmond Ritter. I, I think, think Desmond Ritter. I think Atlanta's defense is playing the best. You know, Bates is Bates has been. You know, we talk around about. Bland and and all these other guys, but Bates is having a great year at safety. You know he's been an interception machine, a turnover machine. Uh, they've got a good defense. They've they're playing well, and Ritter's not. You know he is Ritter's that guy. Like yeah, he's probably not going to win you any games, but he's also he may not lose them for you either. So I, I, listen, if I'm I'm rolling the dice here, I mean, my head says New know. Orleans should win it because they have the best quarterback. 
Like that's. I think I think Ritter might be one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree. I hundred percent agree. But yet here they are. Like you know what I mean. Like and that's what I'm saying yeah. is like I feel like Atlanta might have the best roster. New Orleans yeah. has the best quarterback. Tampa's somewhere kind of in between the two. Mm-hmm. You know because Brother Baker, yeah. the touchdown maker, can go off. But you know it, you just never know with them. Um, as far as but as far as that's concerned, like yeah, like New Orleans should win that division. And you know, it, right. I mean, there's still five games left. Oh, there's plenty of time change left. Change in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and you know, Atlanta's leading at six and six. Like it's not like they're running away with this. Mm-mm. You know, a 500 football team. But I don't know. I just I feel like Atlanta might just be that kind of like that bullshit ass team that wins the division this year. Where you're like, all right, nobody had that. Come on. So like, they just go into the first round and get mopped by like oh, Dallas. Oh fuck something? yeah! No, they'll get mopped by whatever wild card team they host. Like. <laughs> I mean, it won't even matter. It'll probably be one of the. It'll probably be one of the two teams that that's in the division behind them, like or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Dallas. I mean, Minnesota, Green Bay, the Rams, Seahawks. Like somebody's gonna go into that NFC South and and play them in the first round because they're not gonna be the one seed. So they're definitely gonna be playing opening weekend. But yeah, uh, so. yeah, it should be it should be the Saints. But like we said, like we talked about on Sunday, Durant. Like I'm kind of running out of reasons. Like, I'm kind of running out of material here to defend Derek Carr. Like, I want to because I know he's talented and I know he can throw the ball, but the results are just not showing up in the win-loss column. And I know it's not always his fault, but, like, after how many years of banging your head against the wall do you have to sit there and be like, all right, like. I just don't think he has it Maybe this guy's just. You know, Michael Thomas is injured again, so you don't got him out there, so now you only got Olave. No, I'm not so sure that you know those other guys are that oh, good. Oh, he hates Olave. But like, hates him. But this is, but this is like, I mean, this is a year in year out thing. Like we've we've seen Derek Carr put up the stats. We know what all the numbers are. He's on par with Manning and Marino in most categories. You know, for at this point in his career. Yeah, and I mean, it's he just, had 15 straight completions uh, trying, you know, on that rally to come back. I know they were down, yeah. but I mean, they got down 21 nothing, and and credit to Derek Carr and the Saints. They came back and almost pulled that game out, but. Again, they put themselves in a twenty-one nothing hole, and it's that's that's a difficult hole to dig yourself out of, even when you're not playing. You know, it's at the not Detroit always Lions. on Carr though. You know, no, it's not. It's, it's not twenty-one. Carr doesn't play defense either. You know, but but yeah, I'm, but uh, it, I mean, I'm with you, Joe. For, you know, we're, I mean, fair to say we're kind of running out of reasons. Mm-hmm. I just I'm running out of material because I keep I've been you know I've been a DC defender you know j- just like you have. For years, like yep. I'm like, no, this guy isn't the problem. He just, I'm he, telling you, he's good. He's a good, accurate quarterback. He, he is. Lack arm Trust strength. me, I watch him every week, and I watch him, and I say, this kid can play. Like I don't, I just don't know what the problem is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, I can't put my finger on it anymore. And I'm like, ha. he's not extending plays. It's just he drops back. It's there or it's not. If it's not, then it's it, it's fucked. It's just bad. It's like a ball thrown in the dirt or a sack or. He's overthrown a lot of people too. I mean, I'm sure there's. I could go back. and I'm sure I could watch you know a bunch of their games and and figure out what's what with them. But it just you know when you watch him, when you look at him and you see the throws he makes, you go, yeah, that's a good. That's an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then you look at his win loss record and you're like, the fuck, I know. You know, and, and it's de- that defense is really good. They got players on all three phases. Cam Jordan, at least they, Mario they Davis. at least they should be. You know what I mean? Got, on paper, you got Tyron Matthew, you got Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know what they're giving up this year. Uh, points against, I mean, they're, they're the middle of the pack. You know, they're 16th, 
giving up 21 points a game. I still don't. I, I just so they're don't, dead ass middle. But I just don't understand it. I, maybe it's coaching on that team. Though. That's maybe that's all it is. I mean, Dennis Allen. Nobody's writing home about Dennis Allen no, being a great he's coach. He's just a mediocre dude. You know. So I don't know. But uh, Durant, thanks for the call, man. I'm gonna go. Uh, we're gonna hop off here in a few minutes. Watch these. Watch the Lakers and. Uh, the, I ain't watching the Lakers. In season tournament, baby. What, what about final, dude? I don't. I have no interest in the in season tournament at all. No I, interest. I don't either. Yeah, I'm not but. a fan of it, but it's bringing a lot of viewership. What about, what about Emei telling LeBron, you little bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron gets a technical and Emei gets ejected. I'm like, yeah. bah! <laughs> yeah, and Emei. Yeah, it was funny, man. That LeBron's response classic. to it was was pretty funny too. Emei, he was, he was like, you shouldn't use that word. <laughs> like, I know you shouldn't use the word bitch. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't say you shouldn't use the b word, bro. Like that's all he said. He was like, yeah, whatever, dude. He's like, I'm LeBron James. Like, yeah, I don't he, care he's, about he's, he said something like, we're grown adults. Like you should be calling people bitch. He goes, you're a bitch ass boy, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and the referee. <laughs> <laughs> kicks him out. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Durant, thanks the for the call. The fans' reactions were awesome in that, too. If you've seen some of the fans in the background. After yeah, happened, yeah, I'll you're right. To, I'll have to watch it. I didn't actually see the clip. I like, just... I mean, I don't know how you call LeBron. You can you can call LeBron a lot, but a bitch isn't one of them. So. Oh, my God. It was it was really fucking funny. It is what it be. But, uh, Durant, thanks yeah. for the call, bud. We'll talk to you again real soon, all right? No doubt. Adios. Right, call, boys. Take care. Take care. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. Good call. Love when Durant calls. He's got, uh, he's, he has a, he always calls in with a, with a, like a, a palette of questions. He's like, you know, you that, know. and they're, they're well pointed, you know, they're, they're well pointed. So I, I appreciate it. And uh, all of our, you know, our listeners are, are, I'd say fairly high IQ. You know, uh, I, I, w- nice. I want to shout out, he's not listening right now because he also has a young baby. But Graham has been like tweeting me during the games, like the Patriots mm-hmm. games. He's like, I'm calling in this Tuesday. I want fucking Belichick dead. I want Kraft <laughs> murdered. I want Jonathan Kraft shot. And I was like, bro, I, like, I, I get the vengeance, but I was like, it's a, like, you got you to gotta take a step back. And he's like, fuck that. I want everyone gone. I want Mac Jones' legs amputated. <laughs> and then, um, like, like, I thought that was crazy. And I was trying to send you, I couldn't, I don't know why. I think Facebook, I think the, what, the WhatsApp app is stopping me from sending you this video. I was trying to send you the house explosion video. No, I got it. Oh, you have it? Yeah. Because I was going to say, this is going to be me when I see Josh McDaniels <laughs> and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I've joined the Patriots in what? what? We're in December, three and a half months. I'm going to see it on like March 23rd. And I'm going to be like this, like this guy. Search a warrant, huh? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Just blow up the house. You American dogs. I that, like how he called the Asian guy is saying his white neighbors are Asian spies. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, that was that whole thing was fucking hilarious. Like, you, you saw the Steven Crowder clip I sent you, right? No, uh, what Steven Crowder clip? I sent, I think I sent it to you on Instagram. Oh, did you? Yeah, I really never go on Instagram. I, I think I sent it to you on IG, but um, no, that was funny as hell because that the Arlington, Virginia. If you don't remember the house exploding, my favorite. My favorite one of that was I think that you you highlighted it or pointed it out. It was like you know these Muslim these 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 Muslim uh, gender reveals are getting out of control. Yeah, like, yeah. I fucking pissed my pants when I saw that. That was hilarious. Um, but thinking of speaking of things, but last thing I want to get to before we get out of here because uh, we're we're running up here on a pretty good amount of time. Um, Cam Newton has got to be like if you didn't hate Cam Newton. For anything he's done prior, like this should make you like kind of, or if you were on the fence about Cam Newton, this should like tip you over the other side. So Cam Newton was on Barstool this week, and he was on one of the podcasts, and he basically um, went on yes. and lamented, like Peyton Manning. Oh, it's part of my take for ruining 
the NFL yes. for guys like him. Yes. And it's a two-minute clip. It's a little bit long, but bear with it. Um, because this has got to be, if not the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, again, and this is... This is not the craziest thing he said. No, but it's why I hate Cam Newton. So, okay. yeah, yeah, check this out. See, see, this is this is the narrative of... And I, I, I was kind of judged on this principle. Yeah. People who think they know football or sports... Peyton Manning did this league a disservice, mm. right? Okay. By like having, this. like, you know, 350 mm. yards mm. passing, you know, four touchdowns, the Brett Favre's of the world, da 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 All right. Here comes Michael Vick. Here comes a Cam Newton. Here comes Steve Young, right? Here comes these athletic quarterbacks that we're going to get the yards elsewhere, mm -hmm. all right? So – a, a typical winning stat line for Cam Newton is this, 208, 215 yards passing, another 80 yards rushing, one touchdown, you know, either passing or running, and three touchdowns in total. Altogether, that's upwards of 300 yards in total offense. Not only that, it's, it's controlling the clock, and, you know, that gives, you know, there's chunk plays in there, but – it's not the prototypical way we're used to seeing right. yards being made, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you see Justin last night, right, he went 10 for 10, but he probably had like 42 yards in those 10 passes. Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's confidence builders. Now you're throwing the ball out on smoke screens. You're throwing the ball out on bubble screens. You're throwing the screens. You're throwing this. You're throwing that. But at the same time, when it's time for him to say, this is a Justin Fields moment, Get the fuck out of his way. Yeah. He's now fresh to do that. Rather than, I would hate systems like this. Hand the ball off one yard. Hand the ball off again a negative two yards. Now it's third and 12. Yeah, always behind. And yeah. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not that I'm not that guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you got these exotic blitz packages where it's like, hold on. Set, why the, hey, hold on, hold on. Hey, 52's the mic here. Why they easy, easy, easy? No, 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 no. Hey, 38's the mic. Hey, let's rover to 52. It's too much. Right. It's too much. So, Just let them. Well, well. So basically what Cam Newton is saying is, I was not smart enough to play the quarterback position the way Peyton Manning did, and therefore he did the league a disservice. Which is, this is going to be one of the most ignorant, asinine. He came in after Peyton Manning, by the way. Right. He's talking as if like Peyton Manning came in after him and it ruined the game for him. And like, no, 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 no. You he came was, after he was saying, Manning. Yeah, he was saying like, oh, here go well, here comes Peyton Manning. Here's Peyton Manning, and then he did it, Peyton Manning did the league a disservice. Because and I, I don't think he meant like Peyton Manning specifically. He probably meant Manning, Brady, uh, Rogers, the pocket passers, the guys that will go out and throw for 300, 350 yards, you know, two or three touchdowns and move the ball. But what Cam Newton doesn't talk about there, doesn't acknowledge is, yeah, you could go out and throw for 210 or, or, or 220 and then run for 80, and you still have a score, but you're an unbalanced offense because everybody knows you're running the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, you are not as effective as run, at running the ball as Jonathan Stewart or D'Angelo Williams. Mm -hmm. You're not as effective at running the ball as your running backs are. That's their job. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem that – that's what I – like, 
Cam Newton tries to sit there, and, you know, he puts on the fucking hat and the throwback bullshit, and, like, you know, he tries to go up there and, like, sound like he's this big, sophisticated, higher, highly intelligent guy. This is the same fucking guy that was sitting there going, wow. It's, you know, it's so interesting to hear a female talk about routes. Like, this guy's a fucking clown mm-hmm. as, as clowns go. And he's still so pissed off about 2015 when he completely bitched out in that Super Bowl and made let Denver's defense just make him look like a com- the complete scrub that he was, yeah. even though they were 15-1 and one and he had an MVP season that year, and the Denver defense just throttled him in that game mm-hmm. because they exposed him. Because you can't – because the game – there's a reason why the Peyton Mannings, the Brett Favre's, you know, that that he named had more success on offense than Cam Newton, Michael Vick. And he throws in Steve Young in there, too, and it's like, no, Steve Young is one of the most prolific passers of all time. Dude. Like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't really know why you threw Steve Young in with you and Michael Vick. Maybe, like, you know, because you saw he some was, highlight reels. Yes, but. he was trying to say, like, because Steve Young was, like, the first scrambler that, that got it over. I mean, not really. I well, mean, there was Randall Cunningham. In his mind, he there was. There was John Elway. Yeah, there was Fran Tarkenton. There's but, been plenty of guys that Randall ran Randall Cunningham around. didn't win, though. Uh, all right, but, I mean, Steve Young didn't win until the he very won, he end. He did. He still won one. Well, he got one, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't like Steve Young was out there winning Super Bowls every year. No, he was not. You know what I mean? Like, you know, come on, he'd been in the league since 88, 87. He didn't, he didn't win until 94. And we never heard from him again after that. So... What are we really talking about here? But this has got to be the worst take I've ever heard. Oh, it was, it was garbage. Absolute like, I garbage. mean, to say that Peyton Manning did the NFL a disservice is not only laughable, but it's grounds to completely discredit any opinion that you have going forward. Mm. Um, later on in the interview, right after that, I think it's a few minutes after that, um, they ask him about if he's going to come back next year, like if he's going to try out for a team and whatever like that. First of all, he asked for crazy money. He says, I'm not playing for league minimum. And I'm like, dude, you've been out of the league for two-plus years Yeah, who now. do you think you are, and dude? You, like, and you weren't good the last time The last time, time we saw you in New England, you were trash. And Carolina. Like, if I remember, if I remember correctly, you lost to Drew Locke. Not and, to say that that's a bad thing. And so, and, but, he just, and he just said something along the lines, like, I just need the certain motivation. And so, um, PMT and Big Cat were both like, you're trash, like, you're overrated. Like, and Big Cat goes... You 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 a dog shit in New England, <laughs> and and hey Cam Newton all takes it in stride and take Cam Newton was like I wasn't though he goes go back and look at the stats I wasn't and I was like I watched you in real time yes you were yeah you were like I'm you like, were not good I'm like dude. you had a few good games but I was like other than that you were pretty bad the whole time he was mediocre at best yes and again Cam Newton was one of those guys you go back and look at him every he was an every other year guy he was like a Josh Beckett heck Jekyll and Hyde yep, every other year every he was other my year. Jekyll and Hyde yep. Literal person. I was like, he's good one year, it's terrible like, the next. Oh, you had a good year this year. Pass on him in fantasy this year because he's going to be crap. And you were out, and you were ninety dead accurate, dead ass accurate. But that has got to be one of the worst takes I have ever heard from a former player talking, especially a quarterback. And this is why he's been like exonerated for most of like you listen to like a lot of these guys talk. Nobody talks to Cam Newton. Nobody fucks with him no. because they because they know he's just he's a clown. He's a he buffoon. has like that barbershop like podcast. Yeah, and, and he tries. He's he's more concerned with his little hats and his hair and his fashion than he is with actually playing quarterback. And that's why he was he's just broken, a bust. He's broken down. He had one good year in his career. One. He he had a decent career. His stats. He's a very good stat guy. 
but he's just he's broken down all those hits, all those unnecessary runs, all that all that diving forward, all that Superman shit. He killed his body. He killed himself. What's his passing? How many passing touchdowns do you think Cam Newton had? In his career? Yeah. 180. 194. Ooh, I was close. You were. How many interceptions? 180. 123. Oh, a lot less than I thought. Okay, so, but here's the thing. This man played 10 years. That's his, it? His career high for touchdowns was 35 in 2015. That was his great year. 35 and 10. Like that was just like that's like a that was like a that was like a decently good year for anybody else. That's like an average year now. But now what's his rushing yards in all those years? That's uh, the thing rushing that. he had a shitload more, I know that. What's um what's his passing yards for his career? What is he? 55, 60,000 yard passer? Oh, oh no. Oh no, way less. 32,000. For a career? Yeah. Oh my god. Dude, he he That's topped, horrendous. He topped 4,000 yards once. Even in his best year, his career year, in 15, he only threw for 3,800 yards. Oh, wow. So, again, I, I don't I don't know what, like, where does Cam Newton get off, like, talking about how all these other guys, like, you know, ruin the game for him. Rushing yards, uh, let's see, he had 5,600 rushing yards and 75 rushing touchdowns. Holy shit. Over ten years, which See, is actually a pretty good career. That's yeah, touchdown wise. Well, uh, yeah, because he, but that's a lot of damage he took for no reason. Well, he had fourteen rushing touchdowns his rookie year. Then he had ten in twenty fifteen, so he had forty five total touchdowns that year. He won the MVP, which oh is why God. he won the MVP. Of course. And then he had twelve for New England. Rushing. Yep. Oh my God, that's right, all the one yard shit. Yep. And he had five hundred ninety two yards, rushing twelve touchdowns. You know, 636 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns. I mean, he it wasn't like he was, you know, he wasn't like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick where he was going out there putting up eight, 900, 1,000 yards rushing, mm -hmm. and he was moving the ball. So in for him to sit there and say, like, oh, a typical game for me is, like, 220 and 80 yards on the ground, like, nope, not according to this, not really. Uh, you're not even close, dude. Like, what was it, his average... Average receiving yards per game was 38 yards. That's terrible. So he averaged 38 yards rushing. I'm sorry, rushing That's still per game. That's not was that 38 much. yards. So your average. So it, to, just using his criteria here, his average passing yards per game was uh, yards per game was 218. And then another. So call it two, 220 and 40. So 250 if you're so 260. Up. Yeah. 260 was his average yards per game. That's not the 300, 350 that most Manning guys and get. Five were putting up that you're that or you're talking about. Or a lot about. of guys get. Nope. Like, and I know this isn't really fair, but we'll use Peyton Manning as an example because he brought it up. Uh, Peyton's average passing yards a game it was like 270. Oh wow, that's a big, that's a much higher average. 270 average. Yeah. That's I mean, his average in average. Denver was 295, and that was when he had a noodle arm for a year. Well, that's when he hit, well, that was post neck surgery. Come on. 295. I know. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, his average in Indy was 270, uh, 263. His average in Denver was 295. His career average was 270. So, again, this is just a fucking horrible take through and through. Mm -hmm. 
by a complete fucking idiot, and I'm just glad he continues to expose himself for being the complete buffoon uh, that he is. I don't, and uh, it makes me so happy because I didn't like this guy when he came out of Auburn. I didn't like him his rookie year. Where was I didn't, he before Auburn, before he transferred from Auburn? He transferred uh, to Florida. Auburn. Florida State? Remember he was with the Gators? No, remember that was the laptop thing. Oh, yes. Scammy Cammy got caught stealing the laptops, remember? Gotcha, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I'm just, it just, it warms the cockles of my heart. Uh-huh. To see this guy go out and make a complete fucking ass of himself on a regular basis. Because no one should be taking Cam Newton serious. I certainly don't. But, again... There's a reason why Lamar Jackson doesn't have a Super Bowl. There's a reason why Jalen Hurts doesn't have a Super Bowl yet. There's a reason why Steve McNair won- never won a Super Bowl. There's a reason why Michael Vick never won a Super Bowl. I mean, Mahomes can- No, never mind. No. But Mahomes is more Elway he than throw. he is Vick. Yeah, he can throw. Like, anybody could, like, you know, people always say, oh, Mahomes is a mobile quarterback. Yeah, so is John Elway, dude. He, Mahomes doesn't run anymore, though, if you notice. No, he runs to create a pass. Yes. Which is what you need to do to be successful, which eventually if Josh Allen ever learns how to do and stop throwing the ball to the wrong team, they're going to have a they're gonna have a really good time I, in Buffalo. I, I, think, I think we nailed it. I think not to pat myself on my back, not to pat myself because Go I, ahead, Sean. I, I knew Take this. Take the victory lap. I think end of this year, I think Buffalo misses the playoffs in my gut. They fire, Mc, they, they fire McDermott. And Josh and um, Josh Allen, I'm sorry. And Stefan Diggs is like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm getting out of here. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm confident. And I think Diggs wants to go play in Dallas with his brother. Which would be pretty dope. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Lamb, Diggs, Dak. I think that means. They'll bring back Zeke. That'd be kind of cool. Zeke has been great with the Patriots. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it he's sucks. bad. It sucks that he hasn't been used, I mean, because the Patriots offense is so bad and he gets to get stuffed in the box with like eight guys. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's just, it's been a bad year for New England. Yeah. Here, yeah. Through and, you know, through not to keep going back to them. But, all right, let's drop it there. No, wait, can we, can we show that picture of the house blowing up? Oh, yeah. I want to end the show with, the, that's how we should end the show every week. Kapow! That's how the show ends. This is like the. I don't know why this video is like blocked. Like, what's Apple not let me send it at all? It was like absolutely not. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, it's, it's. Watch. You're gonna get the same thing I'm gonna get. I'm telling you. Like, I go to download it. This will literally be me in March. You can book it for this show because it's gonna happen. The Patriots will bring back Josh McDaniels' fucking face, and they'll bring back Jimmy Garoppolo when he gets eventually gets released by the Raiders. And I will be at my house in, in Dartmouth. And this will be Sean's house. <laughs> By the way, we can show that because no, nobody was harmed in that explosion. Not even the guy inside the house blowing up his house. Uh, he wasn't in the house, was he? Yeah, he was. That Asian dude? Oh, I thought he left the house. No, I thought I heard he was in there and he was firing flares. I thought he I thought he escaped the house, then blew it up. And he fired a flit into the house? That's kind of badass. I'm not going to lie. Right, that's some Jason Bourne shit I've ever heard. <laughs> he anymore. turns around. He's like, information overload. He just <laughs> blows up the house. <laughs> but I love how they were like, we have a search warrant. And he was like, the fuck you do? And he blows up the whole house. <laughs> oh, 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 you do? Guess what I have, bitch? A flare gun. 
That is, first of all, if he did something, if he has, if he's like a child pornography and pedophile, then I like, you know what I mean? Like, kill that dude. But um, if it was just I heard like, he was like, I heard he was like a contractor for like the DOD or something like that. Like, he yeah, had, and he was like a crazy conspiracy theorist. Yeah, like had some, I think he had some dirt on somebody and or something, or he had some classified information that he leaked and they were coming to grab him and nab him up. He's one of those guys that they make movies about like Mel Gibson and stuff like that, like from the early 90s. What <laughs> was it like? Uh, I forget the name of those movies. Get the Gringo. Yeah, it was something like that, and no, he's just there. get the gringos like relatively newer. No, what was there was a movie in which Last of the Mohicans. No, Braveheart. God. No, he wasn't in Last of the Mohicans. I know that was but... Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> who like retired from, like randomly. Um, I don't know. He he knows like a bunch of information about shit, and then like they're always trying to get him, and he like he knows all these he booby traps everything he goes no matter where. Oh, he goes. what the fuck was that movie? I you know, know what exactly I'm talking about? about? Yeah, I can see the I can see the cover of it. It's like everything's in like a dark bluish hue. Yeah. The whole movie was filmed in dark blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Mel of it. Gibson spy movie. As soon as you say the name, I'm give like, me back my son. <laughs> Sound of freedom. That ain't it. That's nope. that's current. No, that's pretty new. Man without a face. No, that mm. can't be it. That's not it. That's not ringing a bell. That's I mean, I it. I know the movie title. I know that I know of that movie, but no, that's not the one I was thinking of. Like I know, I'm thinking of the cover of True Lies right now with Schwarzenegger on it, but also uh, conspiracy theory. Boy, duh, how do we, we miss, are how do dumb. We, how do we miss that? Ju- Julia Roberts and Mel Gibson. I yes, am dumb Julia as shit. Roberts. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. That was good. What year was that? Ninety three. No, I think it was ninety seven or ninety eight. Uh, what year is fucking conspiracy theory? Tell me. Tell me now. Conspiracy theory year movie. 97. I got lucky with 97. 97, you're right. That was off. That was big time off. It's not normally like me, but guess the year of things is usually kind of my... Uh, yeah, no, me... That's, that's like that's my forte. That's me, like my real, that's my beginning of 2000s and before, I'm good. As the 2000s, all a fucking blur, apparently. Oh yeah, the two thousand, like two thousand to two thousand ten, is like I'm like I don't fucking. Joey, two thousand four to two thousand twenty, I'm like that was fifteen years ago. I'm I like, know. yeah. I, but I the nineties though, I'm like phew, summer of ninety four, fucking lit. You like, know, you know why? Because I was like, we were kids growing up, and you're that's like, all oh, we, that's all we had to do. Exactly. Yeah. There was no internet. We just fucking fought with people. But like, like the uh, like, what year was this song released? Like that, I did pretty good with that. With, when they used to do that on the the dozen trivia, like when they had it on uh, Barstool was on XM. Mm-hmm. Like I used to crush that category, crush it. Like I was, I would smoke that category. So years released and shit things that happened. It's like because I can usually do like six degrees of separation. Be like, all right, well that was the year that this happened, and the Broncos lost this game, and then this happened, and then this happened, and yeah, that's got to be this. So that eliminates all those other years. It's got to be this one. Oh, case in point, early with the Patriots. I love the Patriots, and I was like, was that 2010, 2012? I, I, I mixed up all the years. It's yeah. all all recent memory for me. I have short term memory loss. And 2010 was the Brady's MVP year. They lost the Jets. Antonio Holmes corner of the end zone. That was the Bart Scott can't wait game. Oh, remember. Because they lost. That was the first time they went. I think that was the first time they went one and done. Can't believe it. Oh, no. Second time. Because they went one and done the year before to uh, Baltimore. We lost to Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, shout out to fucking, who was the quarterback that talked right to Teddy Bruschi, Randy Moss, and Rex Ryan? And it was, oh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith comes out and says, to be fair, 
like Belichick and and Tom Brady never played anybody in the AFC East. Yeah, and Brewski and, and and Rex Ryan sitting there going like, Rex Ryan goes, he goes, and he makes believe he has a seizure. He yeah. goes, he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, I had a stroke from listening to something so stupid. <laughs> but he's not wrong. It's like Rex, you were good for like three years. I know, but he, like 2009 and 10, it, that was pretty much to it. To say it right to his face, I know, and have and him have like a fake stroke. And, I, and Bruski was like, "Man, fuck you!" Like, and even Moss was like, "Bro, he's like, dude, we had to face the rest of the NFL too. We get to the Super Bowl, right?" But he's like, "Yeah," but he's like, "You guys basically had six wins a year. Like, gimme's freebies." Alex sounds like Alex Smith was just jealous as shit. Bro, I mean, wouldn't you be? Yeah, yeah. He went to Kansas City and still flood and like, still come on, man. Like, could you imagine being like, "Oh, who do you guys got on the? Who do you guys got to play this week? Big division game against the Bills." Yeah, man, that JP Lossman, bro. He's whew, really tearing it up out there. If you go back and look at some teams drafting quarterbacks, it is like, it's like, oh wow. man, AJ Feely and the Dolphins. Yikes, that's a it's gonna be a barn burner. I remember JP Lossman was a good one. There was a guy they drafted, EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel. Like top yeah. ten pick. Yeah. The dude I think never he was actually did, number ten overall. The dude never did anything more than like four games. No. Like, no, EJ Manuel was bad. Uh it was EJ Manuel, JP Lossman, then there was uh then it was Tyrod Taylor. There's Trent Edwards in there somewhere. Trent Edwards was in there. Uh, uh Drew Bledsoe. Ryan Fitzmagic. Fitz oh, you can't even say about Fitzpatrick. Uh, he was probably the best one. Hold on, hold on, and then hold go on, back, and then go back like through like the, the the Miami days, You're like Cleo Lemon, Joey Harrington, uh, Chad Pennington. God, who else did they have down there that were just fucking like not well, pretty awful? But it was a bad, it was a bad time to be a Dolphins fan. And then the Jets, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, who didn't they have? That's very true. You know, they had that one time they had Brett Favre, and they were like, "We're gonna go to the Super Bowl," and we're like, "No, you're not." He's literally just coming nah. here. He's literally just coming here because they wouldn't let him go to the Vikings right away. Uh hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> uh Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. All right, Nathan Peterman, Matt uh, Barkley, Derek Anderson, EJ Manuel, Tyrod Taylor, Kyle Orton, Thad Lewis, Jeffrey Toole, Trent Edwards, Brian Brum. Oh my god, Brian Brum. Uh, Kelly Holcomb, holy shit! Ah, yeah, Kelly. Drew Bledsoe, yeah, yeah. and then just before Drew Bledsoe, in one year was Alex Van Pelt, Rob Johnson, and Doug Flutie. I forget they had Da down there that one year. Remember Derek? Remember that one year? Maybe he threw seventeen touchdowns of Braylon Edwards, and then we never heard from either one of them again. <laughs> yeah, that makes about that, that makes was, all the right sense in the world. I think that was oh seven. My God. I don't even want to look at Cleveland doing it because Cleveland's going to be oh just a God. fucking nightmare. We'd, a, we'd have to do a whole show on Cleveland. Hold on, I'm going to look it up really quick. Cleveland Brown, and then we can end the show with the, the joke of Cleveland Browns quarterback. So Patriots fans can't complain. Well, hey, they've got the most elite quarterback in the league back on their team, and he looked pretty elite on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm starting Joe Flacco on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know how you don't, but. Okay, before Deshaun Watson. All right, let's not even count last year with, with Jacoby. It was Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, Nick Mullins, Tyrod Taylor, Kevin Hogan, Deshaun Kaiser, Cody Kessler, Robert Griffin III, Josh McDaniels, Austin Davis, Johnny Manziel, Brian Hoyer, Connor Shaw II, hmm. uh, Jason Campbell, Brandon Whedon, 
Brandon, I'm sorry, uh, Brandon Whedon, that was twice, so I skipped the second one. Thad Lewis, Seneca Wallace, Colt McCoy. Yeah, Thad Lewis got around, huh? Jake DeLome, Brady Quinn, Derek Anderson, Bruce Gradkowski, Ken Dorsey, Brady Quinn, again, Charlie Fry, uh, Trent Dilfer, and let's end it in 04 with Jeff Garcia, Kelly Holcomb, and Luke McCown all in one year. Mm -hmm. Jeff Garcia, 10 games, Luke McCown, 4 games, Kelly Holcomb, 2 games. And 2003 was Tim Couch, his final eight games as a, as a quarterback. Yep. Wow. <coughs> that was about 25 quarterbacks in not even 20 years. It's pathetic. That is insane. Which is why anytime any the Cleveland Browns draft any quarterback, I'm like. <laughs> that the picture of the guy crying, saluting. <laughs> I salute you, sir. Oh, man. Thank you for your services rendered. Always, always great to see other teams just, just struggling at life and, and then realize that. And and then meanwhile, so you got bad. New England fans being like, fire the greatest coach of all time. You're like, no, no, please don't. Do I that. will pass. No, thank you. All right, let's get out of here, Sean. Good show. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next Tuesday night. Full house next Tuesday, right? Yeah, Godzilla talk. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll uh, yeah, we'll tamp down the Godzilla talk. We won't waste thirty five minutes talking about shitty. Godzilla. It wasn't even. It wasn't even. Be- it was fun because I have. I'm actually intrigued to watch it now, especially when you told me it takes place like the day after they get nuked and like here comes Godzilla in Japan. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it's pretty much the whole theme of the movie is just they're like they're like, dude, what the fuck, like. Like, they had one city left standing, and Godzilla was just like, not anymore, you did, don't. Did, did they pan to America who's doing this on a boat? Uh, no, like but, they do, but they basically allude to the Americans being like, nope. They're like, please help us. You're walking this crazy creature. And America's like, America. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, they do show it, uh, the bikini, it's whole testing and everything, and they allude to that being like, you know, part of the whole, the whole thing. So, anyway. Crazy. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next Tuesday night, 8.30, 45-ish. Yeah, it's my fault. Tuesday night, uh, right here on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide. Make sure you give us a like and a share. The show will be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts be available here within the next uh, 30, 35, 40 minutes. Uh, please go ahead and give that a like and a share and a follow as well. And we'll see you next Tuesday night. Joey Fats, Radio Row 1C1 for Mr. Pettencourt. Please, you couldn't be here. I'm Joey Fats. We'll check you next Tuesday. Peace. Adios.